It's it, it's what I predicted is. It's <clears throat> nerds fucking with shit because they got to impress their medium to higher rank boss because they're going to get the girls. They uh, they think that's what's going to get them the girls. And so they have to improve, constantly improve. And what it was is normally in a hangout, you could just click on the link and forward it, and then you click on it, and then you're in. But now what I had to do was go to the control room, invite somebody, and for whatever reason, uh, the the link was different. And so now you got in. So now I just have to remember this added extra fucking step. You know, and I was in a good mood. I was in a good mood, and I'm starkly reminded that life is going to suck for the remaining 30 years of my life because of all the stupid people in the world. So I'm, I'm, I'm how are you? How things? I'm fine. I'm just, that put me in a shitty mood because I was having a good day <laughs> until that happened. I know. And I thought it, I did something wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. Rarely do I see it's, what is that? Six Sigma. Is that the thing where there's like a mistake every hundred thousand times or something? Yeah, they tried to teach us that in business school. It's kind of bullshit. Well, it is bullshit. Oh, I'm a black belt. I'm a green. Now, shut the fuck up. I mean, but I understand the concept is very important in things with mass repetition, high volume, and, and manufacturing and productivity, especially precision manufacturing. I get that. But what the fuck good is that if, you know, 60% of the time, uh, there's an update like you had you had to go. That's why I thought it was is you had to go get your computer repaired um, well, and then well, it turned out not to be it. And, but now it's some some fuck knob over at YouTube changed something. So now everybody's got to fucking look this shit up, piss away cumulatively thousands, at least thousands of hours, if not hundreds of thousands of hours saying, all right, why the fuck is this now? We got we wasted all the other people. There's a cascade effect, an exponential effect. All these poor people in the in the chat room and we're waiting to listen to how they got to log into another one. It's just a, it's just stop fucking with shit. Well, I thought I honestly thought it was me because I just got my laptop repaired. So I was like, did he mm -hmm. fuck with my cookies or something? But it seems fine now. No, no, it's, I'm going to, I'll tell you guys, this isn't, this isn't the older brother pod, podcast, but I'm going to tell some young people some really great advice. Every problem you will run into, especially with computers, but in general, the, the solution, if you can, the solution is not going to be obvious or present. It's going to require that you, you go, you work around. You bypass, you come up with a completely alternative backup. And the sooner and faster you can realize that, because like I just know it's happened so many times. Like it's supposed to work this way. Half the time it fucking doesn't. So if you know, like, oh, I know this trick with Excel, or I know this trick with this operating system, or I, I, I can use this other, that is what's really going to save your ass and save yourself a fucking shitload of time. And so I was like, you know what? There's a, there's a way to invite people via email. I remember that. I'm going to try that. And then sure enough, oh, copy this link. And I look at the link in the URL. I'm like, that's not the same link that you provided me before for the same stream, for the same live stream. It's like, all right, what, what moron piece of shit in Silicon Valley thought that would be a good idea and didn't have the comprehension to say, hey, you know, other people use this other method. Maybe we should make sure that they're the same method so we don't have two different links going out. But it's fruitless. It's pointless. It's just This is just shit superior people like us are going to have to deal with when it comes to the normies, conformies, and inferiors. It's just shit we're going to have to deal with. Yeah, that was pretty frustrating, but I think we're good now.
Yeah, we are. But I was, I'm, I was kind of looking for like, oh, we'll knock this out. We'll be done with this. I'll play Red Dead. Red. It, it's just, it's, and it's not like I asked this one time. It's just this reminder. Oh yeah, these shitbergs are going to be with us until we're fucking dead. These fucking morons. The the old people driving in the left lane. The the Minnesotans just being dumbass Minnesotans. Uh just just all these. Deaths by a thousand cut type of people. All these speed bumps in the in the road of life. And they're like, you know, life isn't. Shut the fuck up. Life was better. People were better. They were more efficient. They fucked up less uh, than they do today. And you could you could just you could go. You could you could fly. And then now it's just like, oh no, there's a speed. Oh no, we hang on. Oh no, technical difference. Oh no, you can't. Oh no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, do I ever? Could you imagine what GDP would be? If you just had like four out of five workdays go without a fucking problem, could you imagine what we'd achieve without these fuck ups? Yeah, I mean, I think um, we've actually, I think we talked about this one time before, oh, or we, you did. We at do, least. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I have. I just imagine, imagine if none of your clients filed extensions and had their fucking shit together. How many more clients? Let me ask you this: What percentage of your time is dealing with people's mistakes? on on your uh, in your company versus here's the shit just do the taxes like you just doing the taxes because the stuff is there what is it about half 60 percent of your time uh, is 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 rec- uh, compensating for people's mistakes and errors honestly it's at least 40 which is way 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 too much right like because if, if people did it the right way the first time mainly Mainly things like getting your books together, just getting having all your tax documents. You know how rare it is where somebody actually comes in and has all of their tax documents. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I forgot this, I forgot that. Oh, I should have brought this. It's yeah, it's rough. Right. So I'm saying, so let's think about that. You could do, you could take on forty percent more clients, make forty percent more money, be less stressed, and probably even give them a lower price because they're not they're not eating up your fucking time. No, you're absolutely right. And then what's funny is that the ones that seem to be the most disorganized are the ones that want to complain about their fees. It's they go <laughs> hand in hand almost. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like you value your time or something. I know. Can you imagine that? Do you Who, mean you're not a charity? You just don't give people the, your fucking time? Who would want to get paid to do a job? God, fucking money. I got I got a couple. Hey, you want to do some asshole consulting? That's why we're here. You want to bang I, out some stuff? Yeah, but we just got a buttload of uh, super chats. So you are you kidding wanna... me already? Yeah, we've got, uh, and one of them's in pounds, British pounds. That's cool. God, you're like a fucking stripper with huge tits, man. How do you get, I just did a podcast earlier this morning. I made like, you know, enough to buy me my sandwich today, which again, I'm ecstatic about. We come out here. It's like you got like the the feathers. You know, the old strippers with the feathers, you know, yeah, the flappers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then everyone's just throwing their money at God. What the hell? All right, let's go to the super chats before we get falling behind here. Well, you know, it is the usual suspects, so it's not like we're getting new fans, but well, that's, yeah. that's okay. So, well, who do you think is leaving us the first uh, super chat? I'm gonna bet it's bacon because Atham's probably sleeping right now. He it is absolutely Mr. Bacon Maldito of and- the of the what was that awesome site he has again? Shoot, it was. It's um, so awesome you couldn't remember it, could you? I'm bad at remembering this stuff. The goddamn uh, bacon. The goddamn bacon. That's what it was. Okay. Have Have you tuned into his podcast? I I have actually. Last week I did. And it not was bad. Cool. Not bad for a rookie. 
Yeah, it, better than me. <laughs> well, I mean, every, every everybody sucks at everything every time you first try it. There's no doubt of ballroom dancing, sex, uh, calculus, taxes, taxes. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was like, not not bad, not, not bad for the first couple of shots. So I, I'm going to tune in a little bit more. But yeah, By the, the way, goddamn bacon. Are you hearing and seeing me okay? The internet's been shitty here for the last couple of days. You look fine. Okay? All right, your, cool. uh, I think my camera, your camera could go down a little bit. Your your face could be centered a little bit more. Okay. Um, okay, That's cool. fine. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it minor stuff. No one cares to look at us. You know, they just want to hear us. Well, uh, for $2.23, Bacon says, tech issues start running on Fitbit. You know what? I need to, I'm going to get a Fitbit because I want to be, in the same contest that you, Marcus, and uh, Atham are in, because I want to show bacon. you. Oh, bacon's on there too. Yeah, bacon's on there too. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna ask for this uh, for my birthday, or fuck, I'll just go out and buy it myself. So, yeah, no, go buy, dude. You know what's great about being us? We can do whatever we want. We can buy whatever the. F- I mean, well, we can't buy whatever yeah. we want, but I mean, it, it's like I want this. I'm not gonna wait for Christmas. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> it's. I'm just gonna I, get it. I bought a shitty car that I paid cash for so I could afford little little purchases like this. Yeah, go get one, man. You can maybe you could defeat Space Marcus and Space Atham. Nobody can beat Marcus. That's the only thing. He's better uh, than all of you guys. No, no, no. I I beat Marcus and Atham beat Marcus once. Yeah, then, but uh, you had to go run around and play soccer for five hours with your well, nieces yeah, and nephews. That's how you <laughs> beat Space Marcus. You know, you have to dedicate that entire if you're gonna if you want to beat Space Marcus. You better just plan on taking several days off. Oh, uh, I got nothing but time right now. So I like okay. the idea of it. Um, who do you think is leaving us our next uh, super chat? It would be Mr. Shoe Lanner. Absolutely, man. Yes, yes. We, got, we got our guys in here. He says at least YouTube isn't as bad as Amazon yet. What do you think? Oh, that? God. Yeah. So Nick is doing some. Um, he, he went to Seth Himes in demandcareers.com training. Oh so, yeah, that's right. Right. And and if any of you guys listening right now, you what should I do for a career? I cannot recommend Seth Himes in demand career or in demand careers uh dot com. Just look up Seth Himes, you'll find him. Um he has helped hundreds of young men and women avoid going to college, make good money, uh sometimes pushing six figures. By teaching them digital marketing and for a fraction of the cost, I think it's like a hundred dollars a month or, and it takes three months or maybe it's three months is $300 a month. Uh, if, if you apply a regular full-time, um, effort towards it. So we're talking under a grand yeah. and then you got the skills and the expertise to go and do digital marketing. That's not uh, bad, actually. It's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. And, um, and it's, guess what, guess what the other great thing about it is. Um, I, I, you got to tell me, I can't even with, guess. Like with the word digital, where do you suppose Nick works from? Oh, I I gotcha. Yeah. You can do all this remotely and you don't have to commute or meet people somewhere. Nick gets to work wherever the fuck he wants. Yeah. He, he could be at the strip clubs. So I, I hired him out to do some, um, uh, uh, digital marketing for reconnaissance, man, which, which is my weakest selling book. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's I'm the surprised. least. Well, it's 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 kind of an amorphous theme. Like the book's intention isn't all that clear, even though there's a description. Uh, but the problems I'm running into with a lot of clients and kids and people is like, look, you need context. If anything, the book provides context through geography. 
Like, and it starts with, okay, one of the main things that determines your future success is where you live because right. it determines so much of the, the girls you meet, the guys you meet, the education opportunities, the career opportunities, the fun, your health, the sun, no snow, whatever. All right. Practically every variable is in your environment. Where do you live? And then from there, I then start off. Okay, now, now, how do you find this place you should live? And then methodically, what is the next step? And then the next step. So it's a way to kind of do some life planning in the most literal top-down approach I could ever think of. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a little bit more esoteric and philosophical than it is, you know, worthless. You know, don't major in dumb shit or the black man's got out of poverty. Hey, you're black, you're poor, you want to get out, here you go. This one's a little bit more theoretical. Um, I thought although- it was a good read. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is. It's a good read. But anyway, it's it's my least selling book. And so <clears throat> I, I don't have time to do the marketing. I mean, I'll throw Terrence Pop some money. I'll throw Sandman some money. I'll run some ads here and there. Uh, but it's very disorganized, not methodical or scientific at all. And it's it's just kind of it's it, it's just throwing shit up against the wall and hope, hoping everything sticks. So I'm going to have Nick do something very precise. You know, he, that's his job. It's digital marketing. He's going to take my weakest book and I'm going to see what he can do with it. And then um, if, you know, all of a sudden he, for I paid him 200 bucks. And then if all of a sudden I get 600 bucks, it's like, okay, that's worth the investment. So now we know. Cool. Um, but to get that, I had to grant him access to Amazon, getting back to the original point, to my uh, Amazon account to... Uh, get access to the books and make marketing promos and things like that. And um, Amazon does not make that easy at all. Uh, It it was a nightmare. And if you're ever thinking about getting an Amazon seller account, I would reconsider unless it's absolutely vital to your business model, because that is uh, the largest. The DMV doesn't even go that far. When I applied for residency in Wyoming, they didn't even go that far. Amazon wants a photocopy or a scanned an image of your of your um, driver's license or passport. They want all the social security uh, numbers, EIN. No. It was it was a damn hour process. I'm like, I th- like Nick, I'm not doing this, man. This is they're not getting all this information out of me. Is there a plan B? He's like, oh yeah, I got a plan B. But to show you how Amazon fucks with it, Nick went in and like, Nick's like, they changed everything from a month ago. A month it was just fine. Now they fucked with it again, and so now. Nick had to spend more time figuring out the new stuff, but now we got it. We got it finally situated. We got it set up um, that he's going to do some marketing. So hopefully, um, hopefully it, it works. You know, hopefully it becomes a bestseller. And then I'm like, here, I got all these other books. Make me millions. Let's go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Bacon sent us another one for two dollars and twenty three cents, but it had the exact same message as his first one. So I think maybe that was an accidental you just double clicked. Oh, yeah. Funny. All right, so we're done with the uh, we're done with the super chats for now. Uh, oh my God, we have a somebody just gave us a fifty dollar one, but we also what? got a what fifty? Yeah, have you ever gotten one of those? No, that's a record. That's what? like Stephen Molyneux world, man. Well, what, you know See? what? Well, what's crazy is that he didn't even, as far as I can tell. Oh no, I say I was going to say he didn't have a message, but I see it below that. We also okay. right before that we got a. Ten dollar British pounds one. That's like the question. Bu- yeah, let's let's bang them out before we we fall behind. Before we do the consulting. Okay. Yeah. Um. So for ten dollars British pounds, ultra killerism asks or says, Aaron and Chad argue for me. What is more worth? 
as a time investment, go into IT, parentheses, get CompTIA network, and then move on to Cisco certifications, or go to uni and accounting for three years and get two extra to get ACCA certs? That's the uh, the British, they got, that's their CPA. It's uh, oh, it? it's even recognized in Europe. It's it's uh, their version of the CPA. There is a British CPA, but then this is the... This is the uh, the British version. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he's just wanting to know if he should get certified in IT or become an accountant and get a CPA over there. I I'm torn between the two because they're increasingly commoditized skills. Yeah. They're both very good though. Um, I I'm I'm really on a draw. And I'll tell you why I'm on a draw. Uh, one with IT that would lend you more the opportunity and ability to work remotely. And that's a problem that you're facing right now. You're, you can work remotely, but you really got to get rid of the older clients yeah. the clients who are more traditional. <clears throat> it's possible with CPA or accounting, but a lot of times, even your corporate clients are going to want you to be there. Well, I have uh, a question for you. Like, yeah. so I, I personally think it's easy after you get some experience to start your own business as a CPA, you know, in England or whatever. Mm -hmm. But can you do the same with the IT? Can you start your own well, and that's that was the drawback I was going to point out about oh, okay. IT is it's it's not it you just hang a, a sign out on the internet and CPA people will be the path to your door, but not everybody needs a CPA. So now you got to deal with businesses. Uh, you could be a contractor. I got a buddy who's been a contractor, but he's been in the business for like thirty years, um, and he just works from home or goes in when he feels like it, if for anything to get out of the house. I mean, so there is there is pros and cons to each. If I had to choose, though. It it uh, what it's ultimately going to boil down to is his personal taste and preferences. He's going to have to sit down and do some soul searching. Do you want to learn to program ACL statements, or do you want to learn about routers and subnetting? And and I, does that appeal to you more? I would say it's maybe a little bit more interesting and intellectually challenging uh, on IT. Or does following rules, um, being detailed, uh. But applying to pretty much any industry out there, individuals, corporate, government, nonprofit, any industry you want, is that more appealing to you being a CPA? Um, but for me personally, I think I go the CPA route. Um, I mean, I was going to say that too, but I'm biased, obviously, you know? Yeah. Well, I did, I did computer networking there in school for a while, and it was cool. It was neat. Uh, I could see where if you like were a geek, you'd obviously prefer to do that. but knowing what I know now, if you play your cards right, you can be a CPA more easily self-employed and have pretty good chances similar to working in IT of being remote location. Uh, you just, you just don't take any baby boomer clients or older. <laughs> yeah. Like, here, here's the forms on the internet. See if I, yeah, I, I guess I'd lean to see, but I, I don't want to make the decision for him. He, he really has to sit and figure out what's more interesting to him yeah it's kind of tough because we can't really tell what's what appeals to somebody more you know yeah so well, I, I mean here to to uh what uh, was the name kill zone whatever uh, what was uh it was ultra killerism uh here's what you gotta do one night spend an entire night researching what you know matt trans channel engineered truth is a great source for this one night just spend an entire night figuring out what's it like being a cp or the acca or accpa what i forget what it is find what's like to be an accountant and then the next night go find out what it's like to be a, a computing net computer networking uh expert and figure out which one you know 
just YouTube channels, videos, whatever else, uh, just binge on that. And you'll have a better idea as to what's more aligned with your own personal tastes and preferences. But I mean, they're good. They're good fields. I, I just would lean towards the CPA in my personal case. And I would as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, man, this is a first for us. Um, Joseph Hatchett just gave us $50. That's awesome. Thank you that very much, Joe. So awesome. Yeah. And so the first thing he says is pull your fucking wallets out, gents. He's talking to, <laughs> um, and he's backing it up. That's, that's yeah. awesome, Joseph. Um, so his question I see here is, Chad, is the CPA and tax service sector saturated like it is in Arizona? How do you get around that with marketing? See, here's the thing. Even though it's saturated, at least where I am, and I'm sure, like you said, it's saturated in Arizona, there's always so many people, at least from what I can tell, that are going to need CPAs. Like it's saturated, but there's not a lot of people that, frankly, are under the age of, I'll say under the age of 40, who are very proficient with technology and can use it. Because a lot of the people that have CPA firms, whether it's tax or whatever, they're older boomers who are kind of doing it as something to do while they're retired. So there's a market there. No matter how saturated it is, you can go in and get clients. I was going to say another thing. You were talking about bedside manner. Uh, um, yeah. And, and that was, that was kind of interesting where uh, you're, you're, you're personable, you're charismatic, uh, people can approach you. Uh, but that cannot be said about most CPAs. I mean, what, what percent? I mean, that, that would be the thing that would differentiate you from other CPAs who are all numbers, all straight by the books, but no personality. Right. I mean, how do you, I mean, how do you develop that if you don't already have the personality? It's not too difficult because I mean, accountants for the most part are kind of like engineers, you know, they're smart, but they do have some, they're lacking in some social skills, you know, not Mm -hmm. trying to insult anybody, but it's true. So all you have to do is be a little outgoing, you know, learn how to listen to people, talk to people, learn how to talk to people about things that are other than taxes when they're in your office. Everybody appreciates that, especially the millennials. And most of my clientele are millennials, right? So they just want somebody who can chat with them, even though they're socially awkward themselves because their faces are always in screens. Um, the day Chad is like, Chad's the coolest guy ever. He's so social. When you walk into a party, you're the life of the party and the millennials that... Somebody gave me a whole box of cookies the other day. I had to go into my office and help somebody with something real quick. They brought me a six pack of beer and cookies because they were so grateful that I actually wanted to help them out during my, as soon as tax season was over when I'm not even doing work, you know? <laughs> cool. So you don't have to eat. What about, uh, is it, is like other industries like linemen and all this and machinists, is there like this, oh my God, the boomer CPAs are going to retire and there's going to be this lack of CPAs or or is there enough coming into the market that it actually is flooded? Well, there's enough coming into the market, but a lot of them don't have enough experience to really go out on their own, at least from what I'm seeing, because you know I work for the IRS, DOJ tax, and even public accounting. And a lot of people end up going in there and they sort of get stuck in there and they're too scared to leave. So I think there's actually a real market opportunity for younger people to do what I'm doing. And he was asking about marketing. Let me see his question. Um, How do you get around that with marketing? Like social media was huge for me when I was doing it. Remember how I paid uh, you to advertise for me like four or five years ago? Well, you got me another client, RDK Legal, a a, a 
compatriot of yours down in Chicago. He's a divorce lawyer. He's like, I want what Chad Elkin has. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I don't know if I could deliver that, but yeah, we'll, we'll give you the same shitty treatment we give Chad. Right. Okay. Whatever. So, Man, I see a lot of divorce people. I feel like I should meet this guy. <laughs> but- I, dude, you guys totally should. It's, it's, he's got a pretty cool outfit. Um, Cause I looked at his website. It's him and a buddy of his. And um, the thing I get a kick out of is, uh, what was it? He 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 emailed me. He says his name's Russell. He says Russell wakes up in the morning. Russell pours himself a coffee, and then Russell goes to work, and then Russell divorces people. That's all Russell <laughs> does. And uh, and then on their website, him and his buddy are like all smiles, like, "Hey, divorce is great. It's fun. Let's divorce people today." So I think he's kind of like a you know, a slinger hired gun, kind of like you, him and his buddy down there. But yeah, so I was like, ah, oh, yeah, we got guys, we got guys that are going to get married. We got guys that are going to get divorced. So um, I'm going to try to meet this guy if he's in town. I'll just get his yeah. uh, contact info from you. But is, is Joe in Phoenix and he's trying to, is there a flood of accountants in Phoenix? He's just trying to figure out how to, how to out market them, I guess. Or? Well, I, I think he looks, maybe he's looking on Yelp and Google and he sees so many of them. But I mean, I don't think that's something he should be afraid of if he has enough experience, because chances are most of them are older, like I was saying. And no. you can and marketing is really not that hard. You get some good reviews on Yelp and Google. You have people like you and some other people in your target. Uh, it market. is the future. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, it's uh, I, I've I would say, obviously, he has to get a website. Of with course. Name. Yeah, that'd, that'd be the first thing. You know, you can use asshole consulting as a really shitty template as the the bare bones of what you need. Obviously, maybe drop some extra money and make it look prettier. But you know, here I am, bio about blah blah blah. Yeah, it's like a bus- virtual business card. It doesn't have to be fancy. Like mine's not fancy. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you're just to see. And then over time, well, and that's the other thing. You didn't just do like one day to start. Hey, I'm going to start off on my own. I mean, you were building up a client base for a while there too, right? Yeah, I started out on the side. I was working with my dad for a couple of seasons. And um, I think that's what he ought to do is just start small and it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger as word spreads about how good he is and what his personality is like. And word of mouth is huge, too. So I don't think it's anything to worry about. Did you just freeze on me? Claire, are you still there? Are are you there? Um, are you there? Hey, you guys in the chat, can you still hear me? Hold on, Clary's texting me. Um, I'm texting, uh, Aaron right now because he, uh, says he dropped off. Oh, he says, he says, I'm off. Tell people I'll be back. So, um, yeah, I guess I can, uh, sing. No, I won't sing. You guys have any, oh, we got another super chat, man, Joseph Hatchett. You're awesome. Uh, we'll get to these when 
Aaron gets back. Um, do you have any quick questions for me? Yeah, somebody pay me to sing. Sing Frank Sinatra? Hmm. What's a good Frank Sinatra song? Nope. I'm still waiting for Clary to get back. Quick, somebody ask me a question. Oh, I think he's back. Am I you back, dude? Yeah, you're back. What happened? Just, just I get here. You know what happened? Somebody fucked up. Somebody at MediaCom, my internet server, somebody fucked up. That's what happened. It could be my tenant like banging up and down the stairs and maybe it vibrated a uh, a cable. I don't know. Somebody fucked up. It wasn't me. That's all right. Well, I thought it was me for a second, but apparently oh. I've been here the whole time. You've been so. there the whole time. So continue yeah. on with uh, whatever you were saying to Joe there. Well, we got a few more, man. We got more super chats, but all I, right. Let, but just to finish, you know, because he gave us a huge one here. Um, yeah, our our main points were: I I don't think it's it may be saturated, but it's not anything to worry about because you just have to be become the best of the best. And marketing is just you know utilize areas that boomers can't. You know, social media, the internet, younger people starting out with their new solo practices of business. So very doable. I think. Yeah, I, and I would say also time. That's the other thing is run your side gig now, build up your client base now, and it's almost moot. Like, because you're not you're not going to quit today and go work your gig tomorrow. So build up the clientele until you got enough of the clientele, and then it actually won't really matter. Oh, I got to market more. Soon you'll be like Chad, where it's like I'm not taking any more clients. You'll be like me, where I'm like I ca I can't. You know, if if I got to do any more asshole consulting, we're jacking up rates. It spreads uh, like wildfire. I'm telling you, like once you get some momentum, it just keeps going. So you do have to start out slow, but it will get big. But let's let's also warn him about let's learn from the mistakes, the unknowing mistakes you made. And that is don't take any client. Yes. Just because you want to choose your clients, Joe, for God's sake. It's sad because I'll be out there in Vegas like, boy, it sure would be great if Chad could. Oh, he chose the analog clients. He chose the clients that need to see him there. Otherwise, they don't know if he's wearing I, oh, I guess those golf bags will just go unused. I'll just golf by myself. And then I'm very sad. You, you have to learn how to sniff out who's going to be a decent client and who's just going to be a thorn in your side. And that's going to take some time to figure out. Like, I think I've got it figured out now. But, you know, you got to you got to be experienced before you know what's going to happen with them. I, I would just say, you know, this is just me, but you ask them, have you ever filed an extension in your life? And if they say yes, you say no. I'd even go so far as to like say, I'm pulling credit on you. I mean, that would be um, before you invest all this time and effort into a client, you know, you don't want some deadbeat who's got a, a credit score of 400. I mean, there are a couple of people stiff you even there, Chad. I Yeah, I'm dealing with some people who haven't paid yet. Of course, I haven't yeah. filed yet for them, but I still did the work. Like one thing I always <laughs> ask people, you know, it's one thing if someone's using an accountant for the first time to do their taxes. And I see that a lot and that's fine. But if somebody is leaving another CPA, the first thing I ask is, hey, why are you leaving that CPA? And you can even tell when it's because the CPA was like sick of them and might have kicked them out, you know, no. from what they say. So you just got to you got to do your homework on that. What if you guys came up with a CPA blacklist? Like we don't do like look out for this guy or look out for that girl. And then mm. you know not to take them as a client. 
I think that would be good. I never thought of that. Like we could have our own network and say, hey, do not ever do work for these uh, people. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. Okay, cool. Let's continue on then with our other super chats. <clears throat> okay. Thanks again, Joseph. That is awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's that yeah. really is awesome. Yeah, I I appreciate it. And he has another one too. But before we get to that, who do who do we uh who do you think the two dollar super chat we got after that is from? That'd be from our good friend Atham, who probably woke up just now. And he's a little bit salty because he what says What's he salty about now? What he says, Super Chad, another live stream I wasn't invited to. Oh god. Well, Isn't get... that sad? That's did, just when did I say I wanted to do the super chat? Uh, well, the, 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 when I say we want to do this stream, like it was like an hour ago, right? Like, hey, Chad, you around yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I Once I'm done moving all this shit out, once I'm done, I'll have more time. We'll have more regularly scheduled events, and then we'll invite Arcady. We'll invite Atham. Atham, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get Atham on. Uh, but yeah, right now I just had to bang it out. And uh, wait, what time is Atham waking up nowadays? I never know. Like, it's like if he, if it was like 3 a.m., we could probably do it, but the GF's well, asleep at that time. What time is it now where he is? It's probably what West Coast time or yeah, it's uh 12 15. Oh, think. he probably slept, he's probably woke up at noon or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm not, I'm not against having people on. It's just right now, I, you know, and we don't want to have too many cooks in the kitchen. Then yeah. it turns into the shit show that the older brother was many, many moons ago. I will say I was a little disappointed that uh, I was listening to the, your stream yesterday. I was watching it. I thought you were going to have TJ Martinell as a guest. but I was hoping to have him on, but you know what? Are you there, Chad? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Usually you say what, but I, I, uh, he has a job. Apparently he's what? one of those people. Yeah, he, he's Get a real it. journalist. Yeah, no, he's a real journalist. He actually does real journalism and investigative research it's not like puff pieces like oh my god prominent da 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 said something da 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 and now it's gonna go viral here at people magazine.com we're up on it's not that no he works uh, as long as he doesn't work for huff post then i might have to um yeah no that's not that's not that's not even a thing that's not journalism that's that's a rag. That really is just a rag because <laughs> most of their authors are on it. <laughs> Dude, I, I shit you not. We have like seven or eight more super chats. I don't okay, think we're going to get, yeah, we're not going to get to asshole consulting for a while. Okay. Right. Dr. Khan blog for $2 says Matt Tran says engineering is dead. Who's Matt Tran? Do you know who that Matt is? Tran, he, yeah, I know Matt Tran. He's a younger fella. He went to school for engineering, uh, Asian dude. Um, and uh, he he runs a website or a uh, channel called Engineered Truth. Okay. And and his main, among other things, his main thing, and it's a, a very good service. I always recommend his site. <clears throat> he interviews, you know, what's it like being a chemical engineer? He'll interview a chemical engineer. What's it like being a uh, aerospace engineer? He'll interview an aerospace engineer. And then there will be expectations versus reality. And um, he has very good production you know, a uh, coach red pill level of production quality. And he started, he became very popular and he made so much money that he now has moved to the Philippines. He's got a condo there and he swore off engineering. He says, I'm not doing engineering anymore ever again. And uh, he's kind of like the worthless equivalent of the engineering world or the STEM world. Like he, I would say STEM and engineering is still worthwhile. He would say STEM and engineering is, is well, I mean, he wouldn't say it's worthless, but it's not worth, sacrificing doing what you want to do 
Um, and in some instances, I disagree with them. I'm like, cause Atham's majoring in chemical engineering. And I think uh, Matt had a chemical engineer on one time and that guy's like, no, I became an artist. And I went, I'm like, yeah, but you, you still got offered 60 grand a year. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know what, maybe Matt trans audience is very high performing, very high expectations, very high IQ and 60 grand a year is not that good in their eyes. Uh, but well, to get out of, straight out of undergrad, I think that's it's spectacular. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you gotta, you gotta look at Matt Tran and Seth Himes. These guys are very accomplished, very hardworking, very smart and very high performing. And so I, th if, if you watch his channel, go, go ahead and watch it. But that, that'd be one of the things where I disagree with him. I'm like, dude, some people just are happy with 50 grand a year out of college. Um, <clears throat> you know, they, they're not, not everyone can go live on a beach and do internet stuff or be an artist or, or stuff like that. Some people are just happy being a studious accountant, a studious programmer, or a studious engineer. So it, it's, he definitely has a different opinion than I do, but it's, it's not necessarily conflicting if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just surprised to hear that, but I'll check out his channel. I, yeah. If it's yeah. good, if it has that good a production quality, I'm always into that stuff. Yeah, so. just like us. Look at that. Look at this fancy ass production quality we got here. Yeah, we got dead air. You know, it drops whenever we uh... fucking media come. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's um, next? Okay, so for Luis Soto for nine dollars and ninety nine cents, he says, "Here's some Avengers Endgame blood shekels, Cappy." So he doesn't have a question. He's just yeah. uh... Luis. I gotta go visit him. He's down in Anaheim, I think. He's down in the Los Angeles area. And I keep. Um, he's he's a geek like me. He's into comic books. We kind of have similar tastes. Cowboy Bebop and all that. And we were talking earlier today on the on the Insto chats or whatever. And he went and saw, I didn't know uh, Endgame was out already. <clears throat> and he says, this is the great, this is wonderful, this is amazing. And that Brie Larson chick still, I, still I talked there. about, yeah, it's it's still it's still that rat turd in a bowl of punch. Maybe it's not a huge percentage of the cubic volume of the bowl of punch, but it's still a rat turd. And I'm, I'm going to wait till world-class bullshitters comes out with the review uh, before I commit to it. So, um but yeah, so, but he loved it. He he's, uh, he's he wants me to go see it, obviously. So thank you, thank you. I'll go. I, I probably because he paid me. I'll go see it. Just have you guys hung out before? No, uh, he's oh, cool. one of the yeah. He's one of the few that I haven't met up with, um, because when you go from Vegas to Southern California, you got to split. You can either go down towards San Diego and you bypass all the L.A. traffic. Or you go straight west and you go into the uh, L.A. traffic. And um, <clears throat> I don't really have a lot of people I know in L.A. or northern L.A. or Oxnard or Thousand Oaks or any of that area. Mm. So he, he's not too far away, but I have a lot of people down in San Diego and southern, Cal uh, southern L.A. or Riverside, uh, Temecula, places like that. And um, I just he's just not on the way so one of these days when it's a nice day i'll take a motorcycle ride go visit him um and then maybe go up into the mount shaska area and do a do kind of a longer day ride but uh yeah it's a nice ride as long as it's not too windy there you come off the plateau uh in california and you drop down into the valley and it's uh oh. you got to hold on to your motorcycle because you're going really fast a lot of crosswinds dude we um we have a bunch more super chats, but you're not going to believe what just happened. Uh, we got a million dollar super chat and you and I can retire and we're done. 
uh, I don't know what. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get to it, but Arcady just dropped a hundred dollar super chat Holy on here. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I appreciate. It. Don't don't knock yourselves out. I mean, you know, don't sacrifice groceries or nothing. But no, thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. This is yeah, wonderful. and we'll get to them. And I I'm looking forward. We'll talk about this. I'm looking forward to having our you and our Katie have a stream. But you know, we'll have to do it. All right, listen here. Don't tell me. Don't let me just surprise surprise okay. me with the amounts. It's just like, yeah, and here's a lousy hundred dollar. All right, what else we got for the next super chat? Okay, so for $10, Joseph Hatchett says that Clifton Larson Allen has been purchasing practices locally in Tucson. See, that's what a lot of these bigger CPA firms do is they look for people that are kind of rising up, you know, if they're just solo CPA practices and they just buy them. Like I've had offers for my firm in the past. What? What does that offer entail? Like here's some cash or do you get a partnership with them or is it's, it cash and go away and buy your book of business? It's it's like some are wanting to buy your book of business, but you know, they, they don't want to pay what you think it's worth. So they're trying to be cheap about it. Or it was like you said, some want to bring you on, you know, under their name and you would work for them and do their book of business. But that's just like having a nine to five job where you don't have any control of it. So I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I mean, if if anything, I'd say like here's half my book of business, so I could keep making it. Uh, there's no way I would submit myself ever. I mean, the whole point of being self-employed is so you never have to deal with people ever. Well, boss, right? Again. Yeah. No, this happened last year, and just to see what would happen, I went to a visit to where the office was. It was cramped. It was depressing. Everybody looked pissed off. So I was like, "Fuck no, I'm not going to join this team." Right. Well, you got your cool 1940s Humphrey Bogart, Sam Spade. Yeah, office with the with the shutters and everything, and the the bottle of booze and the pistol next to it. Yeah, and I got to I get to wear whatever I want into the office, whereas that other place, everybody was in like business casual or suits. So fuck that shit. Yeah, and you could bring girls back to your office. Yeah, I could actually. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. That's a pretty cool fringe benefit. I think that's pretty. Well, I'm getting a I'm getting a mini fridge. I think I told you that, right? Um. Right, right. Uh, dude, I think we're losing you again. All right, what else we got for the super chats here? All right, you're here. It lo- we were losing you for a second, but you're still here. Um, damn it! No, I know, I know. It's just it's it's media. Okay, so. so the next super chat is from Bacon Maldito for two dollars and six cents. He says, "Sing another brick in the wall covered by morn." Yeah. So while you were gone, I was uh, thinking of singing because I'm not too good with dead air time. I'm not experienced like you, but I I decided not to. So, are you still there? Yeah, I am. I what I did is I turned off the uh, video. If we're having uh, bandwidth issues, I'm just gonna turn off the video, and you guys can see my avatar. Uh, what's a brick in the wall? Is that like a? It's a pink song. It's a Pink Floyd song. It's a really good song. Yeah, Pink Floyd and good song. Yeah, I don't think that we don't need no all that. UK, you've heard it before. I know I heard it before. I just had bad memories of the 70s and um, the music would constantly that that's part of it. Like you can't remove the music from the bad times. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, the, the all the 70s music and disco and ABBA and uh, yeah, just uh, disco uh, stew doesn't advertise. Um, Okay, so for five dollars, ultra, or I'm sorry, five British pounds, um, ultra killerism says again, 
Back again. I already did one year of accounting, done great in reporting, but time-wise, it seems like a large time and money investment. And I'm 25 years old. I mean, it is an investment, but once you got the certification, you have it for life, and it opens so many doors, and you're never going to go hungry, frankly. Yeah. Uh, well, this is where I'm also advocating like people start in high school. Yeah. Like, if you could start working on, because it, it, he's right, it is unfair to. Uh, require that okay now you're 18 now the real education begins oh and now it's we're, terrible it's now terrible. we're pushing it out to 25 years of age like so if you could start at 14 and then get your cpa by 22 23 i think that is the future for any kids that got any hustle but yeah no i, I feel for him but yeah he's got to get it. It, it now it counts beforehand it didn't those 13 years from kindergarten to the senior year that didn't count now it counts so now you actually you got to keep pushing through yeah I do think that it's because you used to be able to get a CPA without having to go to grad school, at least in the US, and now they've made it so you have to. So yeah, it's like that progressive credentialism that yep. you, you kind of knew about early on is, is the, getting worse. There was a guy who died in the local Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal, not in the journal, but they, they cited him. And I think he was CPA number four in Minnesota. Like that was a CPA number. Oh, yeah. And do you know what his college education was? Uh, was it even in accounting or? Yeah, I was did... in accounting, but guess how many years of accounting college education he had? I'm going to guess uh, a year or two because back two. then you did, it was a two? Yeah. Yeah, that's all you needed back then, right? Was yep. just, and it, it probably didn't cost anything either. No, no. And and that's my whole point is, and I even wrote an article about it. I'm like, you know, you you sons of bitches are all about helping the poor and the downtrodden and that, that, that. Why don't you make it easy for people to be qualified and get an education? You know, like you're going to drag kids until they're a quarter century old to, okay, now we'll take you seriously. And by seriously, we'll allow you to apply for entry-level positions with a master's degree. You know, the, the whole employment in corporate America and government, you guys can all go fuck yourselves. Uh, it, 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 I mean, cause it, it, cause I'm the one that lost uh, a childhood. You lost your childhood. Most of us lost our childhood going unnecessarily long to this bullshit education to basically keep teachers employed so they'd have summers off. And then we got to go through another now trillion dollars a year at higher ed and, 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 uh, uh colleges. And then the industry's all, oh, well, now you got to take a test and now you need CPE and now you need a man. It's like, you know what? Fuck. I'm going to remember this. I'm going to remember this. When the baby boomers are dying in nursing homes, I'm going to say, oh, did you vote to make it hurdles even higher for us to get jobs in this? Well, fuck you. Of course I they guess, did. I guess you're not going to get your ass wiped by me. I think you're going to have diaper rash and maybe we'll turn you over. Maybe we won't. I hope you get bed sores and I hope your, your next five years in this nursing home are long and painful and miserable, even though you were a partner over at fucking Fortune 500 or one of the big four. Hope you fucking... Yeah, because I don't know. I need I need my master's degree in learning how to wipe old baby boomers' asses, but I only have a bachelor's degree, so I guess the shit's gonna stay in your butt crack until it crustifies. I just gotta uh, say, I like we're both generation X, right? Considered yes. Uh, it is kind of cool to watch the boomers and the millennials kind of go after each other's throats. And we're just kind of on the sideline like, yep, you both deserve each other. <laughs> it, it is like watching the Russians and the Germans duke it out in World War II. It's just kind of like, well, maybe I'll just sit over here and, and have a little bit more Spanish wine. I think I'll be <laughs> Portugal. I'll be Portugal or I'll be Ireland, drink a little bit more scotch here and watch you guys go duke it out and kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> it is great. The millennials didn't blame us. They went right to the boomers. I'm like, Okay. It wasn't our fault. I mean, no, 
we got we don't have kids. That's yeah, and we got screwed as much as they did in a lot of ways. But yeah. All right, more All super right. chats. What we got? Uh, Nick Schulaner for two dollars says, "Chad, what do you look for when screening clients? You want to make sure that, or you want to try to make sure that they have their shit together. And it's tricky because are they able to communicate effectively in writing? Like, can you actually have a conversation with them? Do they seem like they keep stuff organized? It's tough." But most importantly, like I said, was if they are leaving a CPA, you got to try to figure out why that happened. And um, yeah, if it's a bullshit story or if they seem like they're going to be difficult, you just say you're too busy and you can't take them on. Yeah, I uh, I didn't get any block text emails yet for you. I know I know you love those. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's another. No, dude, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because if somebody... People find me and they want to. They want me to do their stuff, so they'll send me an introductory email. And if it's like some of the asshole consulting emails that you get, I don't even reply. I just forget them because that's just horrible. That yeah. block text. Oof. Yeah. No. There's. There's. I'm. I'm more and more convinced. What I love is when I get people saying, "I'm not that smart. I probably got a low IQ," and it's this perfectly crafted, grammatically correct joy to read. I'm like, dude. You got to have at least an IQ of 115 to write this well. I mean, so don't tell me. Then I get, <clears throat> I'm, duh, 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 and they're like, all, usually they're spazzes and they want to do five or six things. You know, those emails I get where, well, let's think about becoming a pilot. Well, then I want to be a race car driver, but then I want to become a CPA. Yeah. But, and, 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 it's, and those are the ones where it's like, chill the fuck out, punch yourself in the face really hard, sit the fuck down. And stop spurging the fuck out. And don't act like you can't control. Don't don't tell me you didn't know about paragraphs. And those are the ones where they they have these uh, illusions. They grandeur is what they call it. Where they think grandeur, they're going to do all yeah. this shit. It's like you're not going to do shit with your piss poor communication skills. Now, I'm a big guy in communication skills or writing. But you've got to know how to use paragraphs. You well, don't, do you remember when I was visiting you and I got to see behind the curtain about these emails that you got. And then that shit was just killing me. Like the block text. <laughs> it's it's entertaining it does really kill me i just love it how how much it pains you and it's not your yeah it, it's annoying well it's, it's because prospective clients were the ones that initially used to send me uh emails like that so i'm sensitive to it it's horrible yeah see but you have to deal with them way longer than i do i just right. have to answer the damn thing so i'll I'll just jack up the price for the pain that it takes me to read and kind of figure because you always got to translate they never get to the point you're like so what i mean the number of times I responded back and your question was <laughs> because you, they, they'll write pages and they won't ask a fucking question. Actually, I have a quick question for you. If you're comfortable yeah. sharing, like how, what percentage wise do you, do people send you stuff, whether it's block email or not, and, and you give them a quote and then you just never hear from them again. Like how often would you say that happens? That's half about 50%. Yeah, fifty wow. percent. Yeah, I would have thought it was lower than that, but okay. no, no, because uh, there's a lot of young kids out there who are still living with mom and dad, and they think it's going to be free. Um, I my favorite, my all time favorite, is when I'll get an email from a kid say, "I'm just a kid living at home with my mom and dad." Da da da. Can you give me a discount? It's like, no, fucker, you're living at home with mom and dad, which means you got free food, clothing, shelter, insurance, probably transportation and cell phone. Fuck you! I'm charging you more. You know, yeah. you, come, you come up to me and say, hey, I'm a, a black kid from the inner city. My mom 
kicked me out of the house because I wanted to go to college and she wouldn't collect as much Section 8 money. And uh, I applied to the military. Then I will give you a heavy discount because I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, we need to get you out of that situation. And the difference between a $20 price quote and a $30 price quote, that actually is the difference between you eating for that week. So I will actually, you know, cut, cut people who are genuinely <clears throat> in financial straits. Yeah, you can tell. But hey, you know, I'm just like 16 and I don't know and, and I don't have a lot of money. And so I'm thinking about majoring between philosophy and political science because I think I'm pretty smart. I'd be a good leader. And I, every time you just open every other word that kid says is the price keeps going up and up and up and up and up. Because it's like, yeah, dude, you don't you don't have expenses. You don't have problems. <laughs> you don't have bills. You're 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 a spoiled little brat kid. Go fuck yourself. And, and by the way, here's $65 bill if you want me to tell you to go fuck yourself. So that's kind of the the yeah. internal pricing of Cappy Capites here. It's almost like free asshole consulting except they never pay and their question never gets answered. <laughs> yeah, well, no, they'll, they'll, life will send them my way pretty soon again. Sure enough. Okay, uh, so for $2.53, Bacon Maldito says, Nick, TJ, Steele, and I are waiting on the Pacific Northwest uh, live stream. That, oh, that's right. Yeah. We got to find Steele. Steele's gone ghost, though. I thought I heard him on Becklob a couple weeks ago. Was he, he gone ghost? I thought yeah, so. Yeah, a couple weeks ago he might have been on Becklob, but I've sent him a couple few. He does that. He'll submerge for weeks, even months on end. Uh, and I enjoy having him on the show because he's very philosophical. He's got uh, that radio voice. Oh, dude, he make millions. If he just did a regular podcast, just did it regularly, and uh, if he could, if he could go five, six, maybe even seven seconds without slamming the juice, he might have a shot. He might have a shot. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm right. Not, I'm not dreaming he'd go a full minute without blaming something on the Jews, but if he could just not talk about the Jews and talk about, you know what? He probably has a ton of stuff um, like cynical libertarian society, sinlibsoch.com. Him just talking about working in theater is it's not political. It's just entertaining. John could talk about being a private detective in Seattle. That would be brilliant unto itself. It doesn't even have to be political. Uh, and I tune into that shit in half a second, but, um, he's gotta be consistent. He also has to show up and, and resurface for air every once in a while, but I, I, you know, I haven't seen him for, for at least a month. Mm. Well, I hope he comes back. I always enjoy, uh, his insights when he's not, you know, saying stuff about certain groups of people. <laughs> How many um, jokes can you make about the number 6 million? I don't know, but John will try. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, So of fire and sword. I think this is Australian dollars. It's A and then the, the dollar symbol, $7.77. AUD? Uh, no, it just says A and then the dollar symbol. I I don't know. Um, but anyway, right. says uh, this one's for Mr. Elkins. Is my accounting diploma worth the paper it's written on? I'm a 25-year-old minimalist who only needs to support himself. Well, uh, it's the degree itself it is worth the paper that it's written on, but what you're supposed to do is use that degree to get a CPA. So I guess we need a little more clarification on that one. I, I'm thinking what he's asking is if he's a minimalist, does he need to go to his CPA or would just being a staff or bookkeeper? 
type oh, of account. Oh, suffice. I see what you're saying. Um, well, I mean, that depends where you live. I mean, cost of living where I live is kind of high, and where you currently are, but you're leaving is kind of high too, right? Me? Yeah, where you are. Uh, cost of living in Minnesota is not that bad. It's um, not like Chicago, right? It's surprisingly not downtown, but I was looking at what you guys are paying for rent, and I was kind of shocked how cheap it is actually uh, down there. Um, it's, it's pretty pricey, but not like, uh, San Francisco, San Diego, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago for a major metropolitan area. I, I almost get guaranteed Chicago is probably the most affordable major metropolitan area. Well, I can confirm that because I lived in DC for several years and then I moved, I, I lived in New York city before I moved to the Midwest. Okay. And, and so that's why when the rent goes up here, it doesn't feel like it goes up that much because I'm used to paying a ton more than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, Minnesota's, uh, the Twin Cities is not that pricey yet, but I will be moving uh, uh, wintertime Vegas. Yeah, Vegas is way cheaper than the Twin Cities, but it is getting driven up in value uh, because of all the Californians. Yeah. And then South Dakota is dirt cheap. Um, although the housing now is, is, that surprised me how pricey land was out there. So the land is a little bit pricey, um, but then you know, you're not paying taxes on this or that. And, you know, everything's pretty cheap out there. No income tax, right? State income tax. No income tax. Nope. No cool. income tax. Um, all righty. So this is the one I, I've been waiting to talk to you about. Um, Arcady gave us $100. And he says, Clary once said that all jobs suck. So true, because at the end of the day, your coworkers and clients determine whether your work makes you happy or miserable. I can absolutely confirm that from the client side of things. Absolutely. Um, so let's see. Uh, what do you think? Well, was it a question or was he just making a statement? I think he was just making a statement. But I mean, do you, I, I know, you're, did your coworkers ever make you miserable when you were working for the bank or your last? My bosses job? always did. <clears throat> coworkers didn't. I had one small penis coworker. I take it back. I had two coworkers um, that were trying to do the power play kind of thing. Uh-huh. But by that time, uh, I was in my thirties. And I, I mean, one guy, I just basically fuck off, you know, because <laughs> he was trying to tell me to do stuff. And what I did is I, I drew a, one of the power, the flow chart diagrams, like who my supervisor was. And then there's a dotted line that goes horizontally across to him for me. I said, you see that dotted line there, Mark, his name was Mark. I say, yeah, you're not my boss. So if my boss tells me to do it, I'll do it, but not you. And I said, now, did you need anything important or that's in my job description? Are you going to keep it? I mean, and then, oh, he got pissed. He got so pissed. This is the one that the FBI uh, paid a visit to because the the client he was working on uh, was uh, running a scam. And so uh, this guy this guy was just a, a fucking putz. He was just a putz. Uh, so there's that guy, and then there was another guy who also the the line went across. It didn't go down, and this guy was I don't know what it was. He just did, personally detested me, and he spent he had to at least spend four hours going every over every formula I programmed in this model to make sure it was right um, that I'd used an underwriting, and he found not a mistake, but it was a it was the quick ratio, and he's saying, well, the quick ratio shouldn't have uh, what was it? Marketable securities in this calculation. It should be cash only. And I, 
And I said, uh, what was his name? Phil, Dave, something. I said, uh, whatever his name was, Phil. Probably Dale. I, I said, you told me to put marketable securities in there. Don't you remember this conversation we had? Yeah. Just so they, uh, aside from those guys, though, who, again, they got mental issues if they got to pick fights. Um, and even then, I didn't have troubles with them. I just basically told them to fuck off. But no, coworkers I've never really had much of a problem with. Uh, bosses, yes. Uh, but that, again, is because of the industry I worked in. And you guys all know the buildup to the housing crisis and what they were doing. So it, it was not a shock there that I'd have. But no, coworkers I usually get along with, no problem. Uh, clients. Right See, now. Right now, yeah. But the problem is uh, you and Arcady work in industries that are legitimate and traditional, whereas the the gig I have is not really real. Um, and it's also brutally honest with the name Asshole Consulting. Yeah. So right off the bat, I'm telling you to go fuck yourself. So there's no ambiguity. I mean, it's it's kind of like when you first date a girl and you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm fucking other girls. If you don't like that, go fuck yourself. Oh, okay. You know, once you stayed up front, you know, very clearly, I'm in charge. Go fuck yourself. Um, don't give me no shit. Da, da, da. I don't really have problems. And also, unlike, say, you or Rich Cooper or Stefan Molyneux, what's the difference between you, Rich Cooper, Stefan Molyneux versus me in terms of the amount of time you guys deal with clients? Well, I mean, I think you're saying we have to deal with them on a repeat basis, whereas you don't have to do that most of the time. You guys spend an inordinate amount of time. Like Molyneux, when he has his call-in show, he, he'll he talk to one client for two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of quit listening to those. They were just too long. Well, yeah, but he basically Molyneux will give free therapy. He's a goddamn saint as far as I'm concerned. Uh but he has to worry. He has to be polite. Rich Cooper, when he has clients on his, he does a Skype thing. He talks to them for hours on end. You have to sit there and talk to your clients, either online or the internet or in person for at least an hour to do their taxes. Uh, me, it's like, I don't talk to you here. It's all email based. Pay me or I don't do my shit. You pay me, okay, here's your shit, now leave me the fuck alone, and that's it. So there's no real opportunity for them to talk to me. So they are so quarantined and controlled as clients that the worst thing that maybe happens is I get one of those block text emails, and that's about it. Well, I, so I, I will say I have a few clients like that where I never meet them or talk to them, and our entire interaction is done via email and that safe portal where they mm -hmm. upload uh, documents. Those are my favorite ones because it's easy. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of like that, where as, as long as you control your clients, but some, some businesses that you can't do that, you know, uh, at a high end restaurant, this, the waiter is supposed to dote on you. They have to make, you right. they have to interact. But if it's a drive through, here's your fucking Taco Bell and I'll get the fuck out of here. So the next guy behind you could come in and pay me and I could give them the, their Taco Bell. It'll just be all robots doing those jobs anyway soon. I know. <laughs> you see that picture in San Francisco where it's Cafe X and there's a bunch of homeless people. I think I did see that. Week. I did see that yeah. actually. And what's funny about it is that Cafe X is 100% robotic. There's no people in it. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. But you guys fight for 15, man. You fight for 15, man. Yeah, that hasn't uh, hit my state, but I'm sure it will at some point. Um, so, yeah, I, I just got to say again, Arcady, that's really cool of you. Like, that's that's amazing. 
Yeah, thanks, man. And then he also paid for another uh, asshole consulting video, but I'll have to do that later because um, it's it's not a it's not a light topic. It's not not what should I do for a business or should I hit the gym? It's Teddy. he always sends these deep philosophical ones that require thought. You need Stefan Molyneux. Um, nah. Hey. Okay. Um, we ready for the next one here? Oh yeah. No, if we're if we're falling behind, let's go. Oh, I think you're going to like answering this one. Tyler Converso asks, what are you guys' opinions on firms asking brain teasers in job interviews, like fintech jobs? In my opinion, it's a bad way of assessing candidates. Technicals are fine, but not these. What are the worst questions you've ever been asked? Um, you ever God. get those questions? No, I, I'm, I'm sure I have, but I don't. none of them stick out. But like, you're trapped in a box, but you have no tools. How do you get out? I shoot the HR lady, and then I kill the guy who asked that question. Uh, no, I've, I've, um, <clears throat> it's been so rare I've had those that I can't remember them. Well, I used to... I, I, when I was getting my MBA, there was a time I was interviewing for consulting gigs. I, I didn't really want the jobs, but I would go on the interviews and they would ask you questions like this. What if I, what if you were interviewing and I asked you this, if I said, how many um, manholes are there in the borough of Manhattan? How was, would you, yeah. How would you approach that? Okay. So if today, how Aaron would approach it is say, Oh, this is one of those questions where you want to see my methodology to see yeah. how I think, huh? Yeah. Trust you, me. I can think. Give me time. I'll figure it out. Right now, do you or or is it very important? Are you going to make me jump through other hoops like this for the rest of our if I'm ever employed here? Because if that's the case, this interview's over. That's what I would do. That's yeah. what I would do today. That'd be but fun to do. Yeah, because I'm like, it's like, look, I understand most of the people with their MBAs coming in here have an IQ of 105. My IQ, and I know it sounds arrogant and cocky. My IQ is in the upper 130s. All right. Don't worry. I'd be able to figure it out. And, and, and I mean, because that would then switch it around where, like, I'm no longer, and, and I say, are you, and I would say, are the rest of your questions going to be like this? Because if this is the case, I definitely don't want to be working here and I definitely don't want to be pissing away my time. Cause I think that's an insult. I think that's because it, it's, it's like, look, you got my GPA, you got my CPA, my um, SATs. You got, you know how smart I am. Yeah, you know, I, I went through all that. So if if we're gonna play this little dance with the monkey hoop thing, but I don't know how would I do that? I would probably <clears throat> look at manholes per capita uh, or per unit of distance in road. I go to the Department of Transportation. I could just call up the city and ask them, "Hey, how many manhole covers is there?" But well, yeah, know, those what? type of things. Huh? What What if the true test of whether you get the job or not is whether you react the way you were just explaining? Like the ones who just blindly start trying to answer, they won't get considered. But the ones who have enough independent thought and confidence to actually say that's bullshit and I'm not going to answer it, maybe that's what they're looking. No, for. no, no. You're talking. You're talking corporate America. Were we now? Yeah. You're talking yeah, HR right. ladies. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I gave them too much credit there. Yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, but no, I hate I hate those interview questions. And if you're there, you here's here's what that's a sign of. It's a sign that somewhere in much higher echelons of where you're going to be working, management has subscribed to an incredibly shitty, dumb, and worthless managerial uh, theory or concept. And you can expect more inanity and dumbassery like that throughout the course of your work. So you're going to have a lot of team shit. 
You're going to have a lot of, hey, let's get a pep rally. Uh, hey, we're going to have an expert come in and talk to us about fighting toenail fungus at desks. I, you just, you're just not going to want to work there, uh, especially if you happen to tune into this show. I can tell you how I tried to answer that question if you want. Otherwise, oh, was that an actual question you got? Oh, yeah, I got that oh. question. And I was like, okay, there's uh, eight avenues in New York going um, west to east. And then there's a zillion other. I tried to treat it like a math problem. And, you know, I didn't get the job, obviously, but I didn't want it. So who cares? Yeah. Um, all righty. Well, the, sh- the short answer would be I'd kill the HR lady and then I'd smoke some cigarettes to borrow a quote from the last Boy Scout. I think that would be. Yeah, I, I remember that. Um, okay, well, back to Bacon again. Bacon for two dollars and forty-seven cents. He, um, he. I guess these are song lyrics. Oh yeah, come on, baby, light my fire. He wanted me to sing that, or wanted you to sing it. How old is Bacon? What's with this Pink Floyd and the Doors thing? Uh, I. That's a good question, Bacon. If you're comfortable sharing, tell us how old you are in the chat. You can give us a range if you want. Oh, you're back. Good. Yeah, I am. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. My bandwidth meter is full, so. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Uh, That's all you ne- wanted was for you to sing Come On Baby, Light My Fire? I guess, yeah. Of course, everybody in the <laughs> chat's like, no, don't sing. So, um, yeah. They don't like you singing, huh? Definitely not. And I respect that because unless I'm drunk and in karaoke, I'm not a good singer. And I'm probably never a good singer. If you ever come out to Las Vegas, there's a place called Dino's uh, in between the Strip and downtown, and they have karaoke. And we're going to take you there, and you're going to sing karaoke. Absolutely. And I got to get me nice and uh, nice and plastered, too. Yeah. Um, all righty. Well, Woo Lad for $5. He asks, pros and cons to small versus large corp. I'm in tech, and at my small corp job, I learned a lot more. But now at this multinational corp, I am given grunt work. Any opinions on that? Um, I would say if you were going to be corporate or you're going to go big four, something like that, do your stints in the Fortune 500. They look better uh, that, on the resume, right? They look better on the resume. But I'll tell you this. Um, I don't see the, a future in corporate America at all uh, because – not this was this uh you work for a larger corporation you're merely a cog you work for a smaller one you get more experience but they're headed up usually by incompetent fucktards and they lose their funding and they're bankrupt and then you're you're fired or you're let go because there's no money um it it really sucks uh because yeah Wells Fargo is still around but the handful of dot coms I worked at in the late 90s obviously they're not around anymore uh so what I would do is um you got to shoot for entrepreneurship uh, or become an independent contractor of some kind, or you are so, you are so highly skilled as an IT guy or an engineer or an account or whatever uh, that you basically are indispensable to them. And you're like, yeah, you know what? Uh, That's not enough money. I'm going to go somewhere else. Okay. What do you, you, you really got to be in that position of power before you start working in in corporate America. And you do not want to be a supervisor. You don't want to get promoted into management. You want to be a specialist. So you could be a contractor and a hired gun, or you're so indispensable, predominantly IT. I got a buddy who works at one of the fortune 100 companies here in the twin cities. And they, they are, yeah, they, they're very powerful. And they, but he's so 
valuable in his skills. They're never going to give him grunt work. And if they even start dicking around with him, he's like, yeah, you know what? I got another place I could go work at. So you want to be that indispensable IT engineer, CPA type of person. Uh, but you do not want to be management. And oh God, <clears throat> if it can be a minimalist and get the experience at a startup or a smaller company while you're young, okay, fine with the risks involved in that. Um, and then maybe you can go apply for a, a large corporation. But I'm just telling you guys right now, long-term, if you're tuning into this show, you're probably not cut out for corporate America. Uh, and especially not only because of the cog aspect, but they are becoming so unmeritocratic and they are promoting so many traits over actual skill, accomplishment, and talent that unless you got a vagina or your skin is a certain color, uh, I would not be putting my life's effort into a fight. And I also think down the road that they're going to stagnate because they're promoting uh, traits over competence, which will slow their growth. That will slow their sales. Some of them will go bankrupt. Um, yeah, I just, I just do not trust that they're, you don't want to hop on a boat that has a bunch of holes already and a bunch of incompetence trying to patch them up. There's no way, no way I, I, I'd be working large corporations. Not at well, all. Well, I want to echo what you said about being a hired gun and an independent contractor. It's night and day how you're treated. Like if you're an employee, they don't care about you and they want to abuse you. But if you're a hired gun, if you're a contractor, you technically don't even have to really do what they say. And you're not subject to any of their weird, you know, diversity rules and things like that. Yeah. And you set your own hours and rules. Yeah. Oh, we want you to attend diversity training. I'm like, no, I'm not going to. Well, no, no, that's happening. I remember how I was telling you how I used to have summer jobs as a contractor just because it was right. slow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. A lot of them had to go into stupid trainings like that and go into worthless <laughs> meetings. I would just be sitting there, you know, surfing the internet in the office while everybody else was gone at these mandatory things because I didn't have to do them. Yeah, it, it's it, they always, oh, but you don't have health insurance. It's like, well, as a single young person, you probably don't need that much in health insurance. So just go get it and be happy and yeah. And, and like, what, what are these corporations going to give you a full-time job? It, you really, yeah. You want to issue large corporations um, because they're yeah. more political entities than they are places for you to excel and invest your youth in time. Or, um, yeah. or if you're going to go to a large one, make sure that it's only for a couple of years to make it look good on the resume and have a plan to get out almost as soon as you get there. At least I think so. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. What else? All righty. So that was uh, Woo Lad uh, for $5 with the A in front of it again. I'm not sure what that is. Of Fire and Sword. He had a follow up question. And he said, Mr. Elkins, more specifics. If I have just an accounting diploma, what jobs, if any, could I get and could they support a single man? The answer is yes. It's some of the ones we were naming earlier. Like you could be a staff accountant, um, you could be a bookkeeper. I've seen people who don't have CPAs get as high as senior accountant. Um, so you can definitely get, if you're just a single guy and you're a minimalist. Any one of those will allow you to live uh, perfectly well. Awesome. Yeah. Any, anything from your end? Or? No, I, I, I would, I, the only thing I would add is a lot of people say, Aaron, if you're all for minimalism, why do you advocate people who go and become engineers and make all this money? And the reason I say that is because, well, when you're paid $100 an hour and you're a minimalist, all you got to do is work two hours a day and then you're fucking free for the rest of the day. 
Um, I did that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's great being a minimalist who's also highly compensated because it just frees up so much of your time. And all these people are like, what if I just want to work a, a nine to five? Well, yeah, you're working nine to five. And you're commuting. And you're commuting. That's 10 hours of your day gone. Whereas if you're like super high in demand, you're paid $100, 200 $300 an hour. I mean, my buddy is paid like 350 an hour, this IT guy. Wow. Um, and he's a minimalist. He goes to Goodwill like I do to get clothes. And and uh, he buys crappy cars like I do. Uh, and, and it's just he's the most laid back, all the health benefits that come from it. Because if if anyone ever gets up in his face, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll see you. Bye. And he doesn't even get mad. Because he's got other clients he can go work for. He's got a pile of cash. He he doesn't worry. So whereas if you were only making $10 an hour because you don't have a CPA or uh, you, you're, you're in a flooded market of just people with the regular accounting diplomas, now you got to compete. Now you got to kind of worry. Now you have to work 40 hours a week. Whereas if yeah. you're the indispensable CPA setting your own hours or you're a surgeon, yeah, I'm just going to work at the non-emergency room over in this rural area where it's nice people and not gunshot victims and people coming in here trying to kill and finish off what they started. I'm just going to work my two to three hours a day. I'm going to go fish. So uh, I, that's why I'd advocate maybe looking to get in the CPA. Yeah. And just to add one more quick thing with that, I think, well, I've done a video about this and we've talked about it. Those, if anything's going to get automated in the accounting industry, it's those lower level accounting jobs. So just keep that in mind. If that's your, your tentative plan is to just be at those lower level jobs. Mm -hmm. so. Cool. What else for super chats? All right. Carlos Miranda for $5. This is a good question. It says going back to school at 38 for an engineering degree with no debt, no children. Is this too old? What do you think? What else would he do? Uh, I, I, the, that's the, the uh, when I get these questions, I'm like, no, you should sit on your ass with no debt. Yeah. Go get the degree. Absolutely. And like we were talking about earlier, we still think an engineering degree is okay to get. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's not like environmental engineering or bioengineering or some bullshit like that. But if it's one of the classics, electrical, chemical, mechanical, chemical, civil. Yeah. yeah. Um, aerospace, aerospace, nuclear, and petroleum. petroleum. You gotta, those are very sensitive to the industry. Now the price of gas is going up. And so I think a lot of these, um, wells that were drilled 10 years ago or eight years ago are uh, that were capped because it was no longer profitable to run them. Those are now profitable again. And there was like this petroleum engineering bust. Uh, but I still think if you majored in petroleum engineering, you would still do relatively well over the course of your life. Uh, but yeah, those, those classical ones are fine. Uh, but then Aerospace, petroleum, and... Um, uh, Atham says he's actually going for electrical, the guy that we're talking about. Atham? Well, at, they were talking about it in the chat. Oh. So Carlos is going into electrical engineering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that'd be fine. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm all for engineering. I'm all for you doing it at 38. I mean, for God's sake, Atham's going to graduate at about 112 years old at the rate he's going. So he'll finally get a <laughs> degree. In. But, you know, so if, if Atham could graduate at 112 years old, then you could certainly graduate by what? Uh, I presume he already has some college, 40, 41 maybe. Uh, and, yeah, you don't want to – It's uh, I'm, I think I'm the only one that's over 40 here. Your life isn't over at 40. Matter of fact, you still got to make money, and I'd rather be armed with an engineering degree now than not. So yeah, go, I'd, I'd totally go do that. 
I think we should make a deal with Atham. As soon as he gets his uh, engineering degree, then we'll do a live stream. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> He'll hate that. Ooh. All um, right, what else? You. This will shock you, but I believe we are finally caught up. All right, cool. Let's get these out of the way. Oh, right. Uh, we we're going to do questions. <clears throat> we got to do asshole consulting. All right, let me pull this up here. You, oh yeah, you forwarded it to me. Let me see. Yeah, I did forward it to you. I'll read it here. Um, this is from, uh, let me make sure he doesn't want to be anonymous. Okay, his name's Hugo. Hugo writes, hi Aaron, I just wrapped up my second year in accounting and was able to get an internship at a local CPA firm as a tax intern during busy season. In addition, I do the accounting work for a friend's company, bookkeeping, taxes, and some marketing. I'm planning on going back to school this summer to do four core accounting classes and planning to do the same in all in the fall semester, which if all goes to plan would result in me finishing all my CPA required courses by New Year's. Nice. The firm I'm working at right now has asked me to come back next year, but I told them I can't give them an answer just yet. So this is where my dilemma is. Unfortunately, my goal is to be a staff accountant for a manufacturing plant or natural resources company in addition to starting to work full-time ASAP. Um, I'm wondering why he's limiting himself just to that. Yeah, uh, that's weird. Uh, options after I finish all my accounting classes by 2020. One, get back to my job next year at the CPA firm and then try to get an internship in the summer. Then find a full... Okay, guys, you guys got to organize this. Get back to my job next year at the CPA firm and then try to get an internship in the summer. Isn't that what you're doing right now at the CPA firm? Yeah, that's how I read it. Maybe he <laughs> means repeat his internship or... Hmm. Then get a full-time gig in the fall. He might mean CPA a different... Firm. He might mean a different firm the way I'm oh. reading this. All right. I don't know. Yeah. Try to find a full-time staff accountant job and work full-time. Get a low-level clerk job while wrapping up my degree, then getting a staff position. Note, all these options require me to finish my non-accounting required classes while working. I'm leaning towards two, but it's a hard sell to get hired as a full-time staff account while I haven't graduated yet. Well, yeah, I'd like a video response if possible. Great if you could be featured on my favorite show, The Elkins Hour. Look at that. You're his favorite yeah. show. Please we send got- me your price. Toodles. Um, what do you think, Chad? I'm going to say one. I think you should stick uh, with the CPA firm. Well, I was going to start with the one I absolutely hated, which was number three. Number three is the worst option of what he's listed there. You know, getting a low-level clerk job while wrapping up a degree. No, 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 no. You don't have to do that. Mm. Um, I I think one would make the most sense. I assume, I, I think he means I would go back and get that same internship and then get that full-time gig in the fall. I just kind of think like a bird in the hand is... You know, whatever that expression is, is it's worth two in a bush. He's already got the job. He'll have completed all his accounting classes. And one thing I really want to know is if he comes back for another summer and then works for them full time, hmm. maybe they'll maybe they'll pay for not only his CPA study materials, but maybe the exam itself. They might pay for that. Yeah. Here's here's what I'm viewing it as. <clears throat> two and three are like these P forty Warhawk fighter planes. You know, they're flying down there and, and you know, staff accountant, uh, there's nothing wrong with that job. And then work low-level clerk job while you finish up your degree and get a staff position. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you start mentioning, yeah, I'm interning at a CPA firm and I want to get my CPA. Now you're talking SR-71 Blackbird that's flying way higher and way above. 
Oh, he's, he's way more opportunity. Oh, let me tell you this. I think he's in our chat. The the okay. one who sent it, and he's clarifying a little bit. He says, assuming this is the same person, he says the problem is that I don't want to be in tax. So I think he has a tax internship now, but he doesn't oh. want to be in it. So that changes things a little bit. Well, can he um, be like audit or? Uh... Yeah, he could go back into audit. He could try getting a public accounting position. It doesn't have to be big four. You know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. public accounting firms that do audits. Um, let's see. Try option two is try to find a full time staff accountant job and work full time. This is assuming that you finished all your courses, but you haven't taken the CPA exam yet. I think. Um, that's going to be pretty difficult. I, I still, honestly, go ahead. You're, you're the expert in this field. Well, I still like option one the best. Like, even if you don't like tax, you got to get something on the resume there before you can get hired in industry. You're not going to get pigeonholed as a tax person if it's just internships. They just want to see that you have good experience with some portion of an accounting field. And you can apply to be a staff accountant anywhere. Yeah. I I just think since he's on the CPA route, I'd work at the CPA firm. Look, guys, there's no, this idea of, well, I don't like it. Fuck what you like. The sooner you realize, fuck what you like, the more successful you will be. You're not paid to do what you like. Well, he says, he says in the chat, I'm just scared that the skills won't transfer. Well, I mean, wherever you go, they're going to, they're going to train you how to like, do month end close journal entries, you know, variance analysis, they will train you. Yeah. Well, anything that they're going to, that you're going to do as a staff accountant, they are going to show you how to do it. So I wouldn't worry so much about that. Um, I, I just, so even though you're having a tax internship, all it can do is enhance your odds of getting a decent job somewhere. Yeah. I, I'm thinking he should just tough it out at the CPA firm. Ask if he could go do audit or something else. He doesn't yeah. have to do tax. I mean, ask, hey, if I intern, you know, coming up, can I just get some different experience in a different, you know, field or different subsection of this? But on your resume, now you got a CPA firm. I, I think it's just a higher order of class. I mean, you can always go work the staff accountant. You can always work the clerk job if you want yeah. with CPA on your on your CPA and a CPA firm on your resume. But if you work as a low level clerk and then you want to try and get into CPA or consulting or uh, I'm sorry, a CPA firm, public accounting or uh, uh, something a little bit higher brow, they're going to be like, well, you were, you were AP clerk over at Walmart. You know, what's the big deal? Well, Uh, one thing, if it was me in this position, I, I would, I would want to know what's the easiest and quickest and maybe cheapest way I could get the CPA. You just really want to knock that out and then you're set. And it's not really clear there, but I don't think it's not going to be three. I, I would go with one. Just Yeah, I'm that. still going to go with one. Yeah. And who knows what doors that'll open? Like maybe, maybe, oh my God, I love audit or I, I love, I mean, what is it? There's tax audit. What else? Uh, you can do advisory, but that's more non-accounting. Um, there's things like transfer pricing. Do you know what that is? Uh, how you allocate costs when you are buying supplies? I don't know. Yeah, sort of. And it, it involves like different currency exchanges and things like that. Um, you can do that. I guess I don't think I would worry about being pigeonholed in tax. And it's not a matter of your skills being transferable. It's more just your ability to get hired. Mm-hmm. And um, 
he's saying in the chat, the problem with one is summer internships are impossible to get in Canada. Oh, you're in Canada. Oh, um, hmm. Then stick with it. If you got the internship the first time, I'd stick with it the second time. Yeah, and don't worry about being pigeonholed in tax because people shift between different areas of accounting all the time. Just keep it on your resume and knock the Canadian CPA out. I think you should do one. One. We're still saying one. Yeah. All right. He's, he said he was leaning towards two, but hopefully well, we I'm gave not, him something he, to think about. Fate, he controls his own fate. He just, he just tell him. Uh, here's another one. <clears throat> Hello, uh, super, Mr. Well, a quick super chat break, right. or did you want to? Okay. Yeah, let's catch up. Yeah, before Lord knows what will happen if you get another cascade of them. <laughs> uh, for for seven dollars and sixty two cents, Bacon Maldito did one of those block because uh, he was he was hearing about <laughs> you know how, how much it pisses me off, and I I can't even try to read this. <laughs> this is funny. Oh, it's visually impossible. Like when you get it, something turns off in your brain. Like I'm not reading this. I'm well, not. he didn't even he didn't even leave spaces between the words. Like at least oh. people who bring you those you know block paragraphs, at least I think you can segregate what the words are. But you can't even do that in this one. I'll try just for fun because he paid. I'll try. Um, new Cal liberal lock text pain and agony shekels asking for business idea to get doctorate. In socio uh, something, get the girls. If you can read this, I'm coming to get there by the Beatles, not Aspar. Uh, that's the best I could do. I'm impressed he <laughs> could write that that randomly stuff. And uh, it actually made some sense. So I think he wanted to know what he should uh, have as a business idea. And he wants to know how to get the girls. So I'll let you answer that one. Well, how you get the girls. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. How? Huh? And I'm answering this now because this is the truth. How you get the girls, you just go pay for them at Seeking Arrangement. That's really the cheap. Unless you're poor or you're just starting off and you don't got a lot of money. If you have just a normal job, just go to Seeking Arrangement. They're not paying me. I'm just saying it as an economist because it's going to save you money. It's going to cut through the bullshit. It's going to save you time. And you're going to get late. There you go. Seeking Arrangement. The guy who set it up is a brilliant man. He's just brilliant. <laughs> um. <clears throat> And then how, what was the, oh, what business should he, should he start? Yeah. He should uh, start a 503C to tell women and leftists in general what they want to hear and demand government grants to raise awareness to tell women and other affected peoples what they want to hear. I can't wait till you start that. What's it called? Operation Evil? Oh, I have started Operation Evil. It's just, yeah. I, I haven't, I got all this shit to do. I mean, things are going really well, actually, but- moving and it, oh god i'm going to be so glad when this is done i'm going to be so glad uh but yeah operate and i'll tell you behind the scenes what operation evil what the different projects i have with them are but but none of them are getting done because i'm i'm too damn busy doing operation good helping <laughs> people out with their careers and telling them the goddamn truth oh man i should i would like to have like a chick hour maybe i'll have that when uh uh mary joe comes on we'll have a chick hour yeah, and that's a good idea. She'll tell the women what they want to hear, and then I'll tell them the truth. Well, if you and have Mary Jo on there, you're going to have a lot of guys tuning in. Oh, yeah. No, no, I know. I know. It'll be a bunch <laughs> of guys. What do you, what do you think? What do you, you think I'm hiring her for insights? What are you kidding me? No, obviously, <laughs> it's a cleavage. Obviously. Yeah. She knows that. She's still willing to come on. She's just like, oh, you. <laughs> I want to come on and talk. I'm like, all right, fine. Let's 
Uh, <clears throat> all right, another uh, request here at Asshole Consulting. Hello, Mr. Clary. Um, I would like to uh, We still have a couple more super chats. Oh, all right, let's bang them out. Okay. Okay. Uh, $3.08, Bacon Maldito says, have fun with that, Chad Elkins. By the way, early 30s. I think he was, uh, it was something we were talking about earlier. He was, um, he was referring to. Oh. We've done so many today, I'm not sure. But this thanks, Bacon. Pro- this has been a very productive, this is probably my most profitable super chat. Yeah, I'm just uh, shocked day. by this. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, can't be gonna, Cappy going to eat another sandwich. Going to get me another sa- Dude, you know what's funny? The money I've made alone here, even even paying you and Google out, right? Because yeah. you do get your you do get your commission. Blood shekels. Um, you get your blood shekels. Do you know that this, the money I've made alone today, just sitting here on my ass for like two hours, uh, will probably pay for my clothing expenses for the next five years at Goodwill. Wow. Well, it makes me feel good that we managed to do that. And I've only been awake for a few hours. <laughs> right. Well, no, just think about it. If you're a minimalist, you know, this, and in the olden days, you know, cause we didn't have slave labor over in Indonesia, kids making us, you know, a $3 shirt, right? In, in the olden days, clothing was very expensive as a percentage of the budget. When I did the numbers for uh, poor Richard's retirement, the clothing budget was high, very high, which is why sewing and darning socks and things was very patching was very important because clothes were very expensive. Now it's just dirt cheap with the foreign labor and the manufacturing and, and technology. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a brilliant testament to international trade and technology and capitalism that now just sitting on my ass for two hours, I can get my clothing from Goodwill for five years. And in the olden days, that would have taken an American family in the 1950s, probably but just for one person, probably a month's worth of full-time work to afford uh, clothing for five years, maybe even two months. Well, we live in interesting times. We live in great times if you look at it the right way. Well, women Absolutely. suck, but but you know, clothing's cheap. Yeah, it's not bad. Quotes by Aaron Cleary. The women suck, but the clothing is cheap. <laughs> okay, more Super Chats then. Uh, yes, for $1.99... Journey Trials and Joy does not have a question or a statement, and I don't see anything in the chat either. So I think it was just a donation. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Oh, I'm sorry. Here he is. Uh, he oh. followed that up with another $4.99 uh, super chat. And he says, I'm 35, about a year from getting my bachelor's degree in computer science. I just got hired by HP, traveling technician. How do I get a better job? I mean, isn't that a decent job? Wait, read this to me again. He just got hired. So he's 35 and he's a year away from getting and, and getting his bachelor's in computer science. Okay. So he's still working on that. All right. And he, and he just got hired by HP and it says traveling technician and he wants to know how to get a better job. And I just don't know a lot about IT, honestly. Well, hang on. Let me see. I'm going to take a quick break while okay. you let um, me look this up. Get some water. Yeah. Okay, probably <clears throat> medical records, field service technician, traveling technician. I'm just trying to look up what s- salaries are, starting salaries are. 17, 18 dollars an hour. Well, you don't have a degree. I mean, you're gonna need you're gonna need to get your degree to get a higher paying job. That's that's the obvious part. 
I mean, I wouldn't be a play. You had to work there a little bit too. And and if this is just a college job, it's probably understood, especially at seventeen or eighteen dollars an hour. It's just a job. Maybe you get some experience. You know, I don't know what you're doing the technician stuff on. I'm going to assume computers. That's not going to hurt, but it's going to be more like A plus repair type of stuff. Like, oh, you know, the fan goes out. It needs a new hard drive, whatever. Uh, but if your your goal is to make more money, you're gonna. That's why you're going to school. So I wouldn't look at this as necessarily a career move unless they had a career path that say, oh, once you get your computer science degree, then you would go from traveling technician to this, uh, and it pays a lot more. But no, this just sounds like a college job, man. Part it, somewhat related, not not even tangentially, more than tangentially related to your field. So just work it, get a year of work experience, put a little beer money in your pocket, uh, and then. Um, then I would say, yeah, then, then, well, not even a year from now, six months from now, when you're about to grab, before you're about to graduate, start shipping out the resumes there and uh, you'll be good to go. Um, hang on. I'm going to go through unable to connect to the chat. I'm going to refresh this. Hang on guys. See what else is in the super chat. Now the chat has abandoned me. Thirty-five. Okay, there we go. Dreams by trial. Atham, super chads, super chads. That's super chads. Super chads is greater than blood shekels. I like blood shekels. I like blood shekels. When DT came in here and yelled at everybody, that was funny. I don't know. I kind of like the sound of super chads. Super chads. Yeah. Let's do super chads. <laughs> um. So, did you answer his question or? Yeah. Yeah, I filled it. It basically said, "Well, you're. It, it's not that high paying of a position." I looked it up on the internet. Okay, uh, and he'll get a little bit of experience in the field, but the reason he's he wants a higher paying job is that's why he's going to college, so he gets his degree in computer science. So that's when he should be worried about making more money. And he says it's eighteen dollars an hour. Eighteen. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Um, did All you right. Get, did you get Atham super? Yeah. Chat? Yeah. Yeah. He wants to be called. It'll be super chads. All right. I fine. Agree. Super chads. What, dude? Again, you're the stripper. No one, we, we come nowhere near the amount of donations unless you're here. When I do it, I get, yeah, bacon. Here's your two, two 26. Or I'm sorry. Here's your, your two, uh, what is it? Two 23. Here's your five fifty six. Atham comes in there, throws a little bit of charity. You come in here. It's like, like a, a redhead with big bazooms and heels is on. And you, these guys are all throwing money at you. Oh, you should call me Jessica rabbit from now on. Yep. We'll call you Jessica rabbit. Uh, all right, here we go. Another accounting question at Asshole Consulting. Hello, Mr. Clary. I'd like to remain anonymous. I did a video a couple of years back titled, Don't Put the Cart Before the Horse. I'm about to finish my associates at accounting that I paid through with cash through working two jobs. I want to pursue my bachelor's. However, doing the calculations would almost be certain that I would have to take out loans. I was adamant about not taking out loans again since I did my first time around going to school. I figured since I have my associates, I can get some experience as a bookkeeper, then work my way up to staff accountant while using the experience to build up economic models for my business and passive income. So my questions are, should I wait to go back to school once I have enough money to pay for the rest of my school? Um, No. Um, Here's what I would recommend doing with your schooling and education. Because accounting is not a, a physically hard science, you don't have labs. And there are online colleges and universities that offer accredited degrees in accounting. And so I would find an accredited online program that is affordable, 
doesn't matter where it is, as long as it's accredited. <clears throat> and then I would go to school part-time while you're working. If you're afraid of debt that much, which I understand, that's fine. And I kind of agree that if you can get a little bit of work experience as a bookkeeper or something, you know, go through the entire accounting cycle, not just be a theoretician CPA. Like, I guess I know how to close T accounts. Uh, that that would help help you understand accounting from the ground up, make you a little bit of money, keep your finances solid. But I would always at least be taking one class uh, online, moving towards your bachelor's degree, and then inevitably your CPA. So I think if you go do a little bit of shopping online, you should be able to find an affordable, even cheaper program uh, online for an accounting degree, bachelor's degree accredited. Uh, and that would not interrupt with your work. Heck, the time alone, you're not dicking around, going to college classes, parking your car, walking to class, walking back from class, that, that, that. that alone will allow you to uh, work full-time and then go to school part-time. Uh, Two, I, yeah? Oh, can I jump in real quick? Yeah, something? go ahead. Uh, and maybe he's about to ask this. I know I sound like a broken record here, but I just don't feel like you should bother getting an accounting degree if you don't want to get your CPA. I really believe that. So, I'm a, I'm assuming they're getting their CPA. Well, I know well, somebody earlier, the one we did earlier, where he's like, you know, can I just be a minimalist and only have an accounting degree? And I thought maybe this person was thinking the same thing, but I don't know. I just wanted to add that. Yeah, no, I mean, the general uh, policy is that if you're going to go to accounting, you're getting your CPA. Yeah, should it, be. It, it's like either go big or go home. No, no CPA, don't even bother. And then maybe become a, go into a trade, go to Seth Himes digital marketing course. Again, that's, that's a much shorter time investment horizon. You're not going to make as much as a CPA, but you'll make enough to live. Uh, there's other things that you can do that have shorter training programs. But um, yeah, if you're going to go into accounting, this we are always operating from the premise that you are going to go get your CPA inevitably. Good, good. Yeah. All right. Number two, should I go part-time just to pay for one credit at a time? The cost is 670. Where are you fucking going that it is $675 a credit? That's pretty high. Whew. If it's four credits, it's $2,700. Okay, dear. I think it's a girl. Dear, go online, shop around. This college fucking sucks. Fuck this college. I Stop going to overpriced colleges, all right? Even if they say, oh, we got in-state tuition, shop around. There are way cheaper options than this, way cheaper. I checked all the schools around my city, and they're around the same price or higher because they're either private, not-for-profit schools or just expensive schools. In yeah, online. Go online. Uh, three, or should I bypass school altogether? I'm an entrepreneur at heart, plus corporate is not for me, but I do need to learn the skills and be able to apply to them practically to my own business while gaining income to get me in a better position financially so I can pursue my business full time. Um, I would not bypass school altogether because you're going to need some kind of skill yeah. to get employed in the interim before you start your business. You have to be don't able to sell that you can, you know, you people won't hire you if they don't think you have any experience in the industry. Right. Yeah. And then I, I'm, I'm sorry, most business ventures fail. And I'm sick and tired of seeing people under 30. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to start a business. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to start. No, no. Okay, fine. Start a business. But in the meantime, since you don't know what it is, you don't have the money to even make it go. Uh, get yourself a really good skill so that at least you're not starving and you can pay rent and you're saving up some money that you could actually start a business once you get the idea. But yeah, uh, dear, you're going to go to college part-time uh, for accounting online at an accredited online college or through an accredited online program. 
uh, and that is assuming you're getting your CPA. If you're not going to get your CPA, you're not going to put in the time and effort. Okay. You think you're going to do bro out of this and entrepreneur your way through drop shipping or some other bullshit. Okay, fine. Let's just admit that. Then you better start looking at something like, uh, maybe I should join the police department. <clears throat> maybe I should join the military. Go talk to Seth Himes again with his digital marketing. Some other uh, uh, programming boot camp, something that's not going to take as long or cost as much, will give you a skill much more quickly, allow you to live, uh, and then down the road, maybe pursue your online uh, education. I'm sorry, pursue your entrepreneurial venture. Yeah. It seems like there's a bit of an uptick of people asking lately, and even not off the stream, people I chat with, they want to skip straight into entrepreneurship which I appreciate, but I hate this phrase, but you sort of have to pay your dues a little bit just so you can sell yourself as an entrepreneur. Well, you have to come up with a good product and you also have to understand the real world and, and the real economy. And they, they, they really think, oh, I'm just going to start a business. I've seen full-grown adults, meaning you know people with gray hair, not, not 23-year-olds. I'm going to start a business. These guys, they start, well, and, and they don't understand that you're going to work harder than the average person. Um, it is your responsibility uh, from the ground up that everything works the way it's supposed to. And I've seen a lot of people who Mark Cuban came up with the term entrepreneur. They just yeah. like the idea that they put CEO on a, on a business card. They don't even bother setting up a corporation. Uh, they set up an LLC. It's like, well, your CEO really doesn't have a board uh, with an LLC there. Uh, it, and they'd like the idea of being an entrepreneur. And they're like, well, that my accountant handles that. Well, that's those people respond. They think they're just this person that makes a salad, tosses it up a little bit, and then they're this amazing chef. It's like, no, you are responsible for all the fuck ups and making sure there are no fuck ups. And when there are fuck ups, you put them out. And above all else, you make sure that the product sells itself. And people just, they go and they, they pick easy ass bullshit. I'm drop shipping because I get to click a little. Shut the fuck up. That's not entrepreneur. And do you know how many of these types walk into my office and they think they have this great idea, but they don't know how to do bookkeeping or track cost of goods sold or even anything related to, to records? <laughs> based, based on my experience in banking, I'm going to say 90% don't know how to do it. Uh, I, uh, not quite 90%, but a lot of people just don't know what they've got in store when they're trying to be an entrepreneur. They really think it's going to be as easy as sitting at home and just earning money it just doesn't yeah. work that way. No, no. I, and that's, that's why I'm like, I, you know, I've seen it. I say, I'm going to start a bar. I'm going to run this. I'm going to like, no, you're not. Yeah. Like, you know, you're fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and the way I could tell somebody's uh, a failed entrepreneur is when their main product is telling you how to be, Oh, take my class. I'll show you how to be an entrepreneur and make six figs a month through clickbait and Twitter following. They're like, yeah, shut up. Just shut up. Just, <laughs> just, just shut the fuck up. I want to see I want to see everybody's tax returns and financial statements when they're claiming to be some kind of like entrepreneur expert and that's their main gig. It's like if you're an entrepreneur expert, then you must have a ton of successful companies. You must have a poor you must be like Warren Buffett, except instead of buying the companies, you started them from scratch. So where's this portfolio of companies of yours? Well, I'm really more of a consultant than an ah, get your fucking lease BMW and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, well, one of the perks of my job is that I do get to see everybody's tax return that claims to be one of these people. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and the results are not uh, pretty a lot of the time. Are you saying that their money goes to not goodwill clothing purchases to make it look like they're good? Are you saying, wait, chat, chat, hang on, hang on, hang on now. <laughs> Tell me. Are you saying 
realtors who lease their Range Rovers may not be making as much money as they need to buy those Range Rovers and pay for them? Uh, that, I've seen that happen. I've seen people have way more expenses than actual money they're bringing in year after year, but somehow they don't realize this. Um, but of course, they're supported by a spouse or a parent. Uh, is it coma know? money? No, <laughs> I mean... I'll, you I can't I, stay. Yeah, I wish I could, man. You know, I wish I could. Um, <laughs> no, don't, don't. I just, you just have to coma money. Keep her off my ass, money. That's it. That, I that see. I see a lot of. Yes, I see a lot of that. And sometimes, dude, sometimes it's keep him yeah. off my ass, money. So yeah, it can be. You know, it's the spouse. It's I'm running a trinket and bobble store. Like sure you are, lady. Right, sure you are. That's <clears throat> seen it a million times. All right. Um, let's go back. Was that? Yes, I think we answered it. Um, either go CPA, and if not, then find another alternative education. And for fuck's sake, stop going to this goddamn college that charges you six seventy five and a, a credit. Yeah, that is, that's a lot. I want to know what. Um, I want to know. Hang on, I shouldn't have deleted this. I got to tell these people when. Uh, when we were. Where did he go? Uh, here he is. Sorry, just bear with me. Uh, I got to move to the inbox because I got to tell these guys when we did their uh, thing. Um, there we go. Uh, yeah, you got to find something uh, cheaper and has a higher return on investment. And um, that's going to be coding or programming. But I won't lie to her or him. I don't know if it's a him or her. You sound too weak. You sound like, well, I'm going to start a business. Because I'm like, when you say entrepreneurship is my soul or like I'm at, at my heart, I'm not, no, how do you know that? Have you ran a successful business? Do you know? No, no, you like the idea. Idea guy. Yeah, he's an idea guy. Or this person is an idea person. <laughs> well, they're an idea person, but they like the idea of, um, of getting, oh, hang on. I can put that down there. They like the idea of being an entrepreneur. They've never actually been one. Yeah. Right? There's you know, a lot of work. A lot of work. It, it's work. It's all work. That's all it is, is work. You're not going to avoid the work. Yeah. If you're not willing to do the work. And if you're a female, what's the number one thing a female can do to make money? Chat? Oh, you cut out there. So could you repeat that again. What's the number one thing women can do to just make shake money? Shake their tits and ass. Well, you could do that, or you just stay thin and attractive. You find yourself a husband. Oh, oh, that, that's new. That's true. That. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I prefer that. Has my audio been going in and out this entire not time? Not the entire time. Just uh, every every so often, but not the entire time. Okay. I, the place I'm moving to will have much better internet, so I can't wait to. Yeah, we miss we miss seeing your face. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. All right. We got some more super chats. If we're done with that one. We're done with that one. Let's go through the final super chats here. If you guys want your question answered by Chad while we got him, send in the super chats now because otherwise he's got to go. I got to go. And guess who I get to see tonight? Who do you get to see tonight? The great Matt Baldoni. You you took him to that same place that you took me to get ice cream. and that Sebastian was, Jones. Yes. That yes. was awesome. Get yes. the Pavarotti. Yep, Pavarotti. And they had chocolate amaretto ice cream last night too. Oh, man. And – it was kind of funny because uh, Matt Baldoni, he's very proud of Las Vegas, and everything's the best. This is the best Italian restaurant in the world. This is the best ice cream place in the world. They have the <laughs> best here, and, so, and he's a, and it's founded by a very proud Las Vegas family. The Capriottis. They started with sandwich making. They got the best sandwich making 
in the world. <laughs> and so I, I do believe Sebastian Joe's has the best ice cream in the world. I don't say that like uh, euphemistically out of all the places I've had ice cream, this is the best ice cream I've ever had. And so I said, okay, this is the best place to have ice cream. I was super impressed. It was good. Yeah. So we go there and Baldoni's like, he tastes it like, man, this is, this is, this is really good. This is, this is amazing. This is excellent. And then he puts it on the Facebook. Handles is their version of uh, ice cream out in Las Vegas. I have, I have to say, Handles has got some competition and he wouldn't admit it. He wouldn't admit the Sebastian Joe's was better than Handles. He knows it's better. It is better. I've had Handles ice cream, but he just couldn't give up his loyalty to Las Vegas businesses. He had to, he had to stick in there with Handles, but it's about as best of a, of a, an admission uh, that Sebastian Joe's has the best ice cream in the world. That's that. If you get Matt Baldoni to say you tied with a Las Vegas place, that's about as good as you're going to get. Yeah, I did see that on Facebook, so it's good stuff. So uh, I forgot where we're going with this. But, yeah, let's um, let's go ahead and get the Super Chats out of the way, and then uh, we will be free, and then I got to pay you your shekels. My blood, my Super Chads. Your Super Chads. Um, so for $9.99, Fernando Covet speaks. Guys, my newborn cesarean cost about 50K before Atna and 9.7K after deductible. Just got an extra out-of-network bill for 20.8K. Memorial Herman and St. Luke's can go to hell. Beware of thieves. I don't know. I'd, I'd actually have a lawyer or somebody look into that. I mean, yeah. you can look into it yourself and say, and call them up, what's this for? What's this for? What's this for? And then I, <clears throat> I honestly, did they give you like a pricing up front? Because I've never had a cesarean. I don't think they do that with health insurance. They just like, they just expect you, they send you a bill and they're like, this is your responsibility. Part of the reason why it's so broken here. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I definitely would talk to like a a lawyer and see what, what that means or uh, search it on the internet. You know, don't, don't immediately call on a lawyer because they'll do a free consultation, but inevitably they're going to charge. It's going to cost you more, especially if you got to go to court. But go online and search, you know, find out, just do some Google searching, average cost of a cesarean, bullshit or uh fraudulent in item uh, itemized charges or what's the word itemized expenses on yeah. medical bills um see if anyone there's probably a cesarean section support group like uh for women that had that and then the bills came due ask them if there's some resources but that these I've, i have a buddy who works with insurance companies in the medical industry they will fuck you over man they totally will and you know yeah. what if you don't need to borrow money um, like if, if you, if you're a minimalist and there's a piece of me where it's like, um, you know, cause I don't really need to borrow money anymore. So what do I care if my credit score is shot? You know, like, no, fuck you. That that's way too high. I'm not paying that. And they're saying, well, we're going to ruin your credit. So what? I don't borrow money too bad for you. You know, I, I that's just a kind of a, well, the only thing I want to add with this is that these insurance companies are a little bit like the IRS. Like they'll send you something in the mail that says you owe all this money and all you have to do is respond to them and show them why that's not the case. And then you're, you have a high probability of getting out of it. You just have to, you know, prove why they charged you too much. Yeah. Look at it in like insurance fraud or so, do some Google searching around uh, because just because they said you owe $20,000, it's shit like that where, no, I don't. And I love to see you fucking try. 
You know, <laughs> yeah. we got the kid. We got the kid. Uh, we're fine now. So how about you knock that fucking shit off and maybe we'll just pay for the cesarean section. I, that's that's what I would do. Yeah, at least look into it. Yeah. I remember like uh, back in the in the uh, uh, Great Recession, um, I wanted to refinance my house because I had paid it down so much. Uh, but revenue was really hurting. And um, <clears throat> Wells Fargo had the loan and I had never missed a payment. I had um, paid extra principal down on it. Like I am the best client they ever had. I say, and and here they oh come in refinance new rates. We're lowering the rates. Lowering the rates. I say oh I'd like to refinance. Oh no, the property value has gone down too much. It's like you know what? Fuck you. You took fucking bailout money. And what I wish I did was say okay fine you can have the house because then what ended up happening is then if if you played hardball with the banks then they was oh okay well maybe we can work with you. Yeah maybe you can fucking work with me. So I, when we're talking this level of money, I think you have every right to play hardball uh, with them and just say, yeah, I simply can't afford that. And I'm not going to afford it. And so you can either negotiate with me now and eliminate these bullshit charges and we'll pay for the cesarean section. But I'd also see like, did you sign something? Take a look, see if they ever gave you some kind of quote or price estimate. But yeah, that's, that's just getting ass raped. And their business model depends on people not fighting this stuff. So don't be afraid of trying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for another super chat, Wu Lad for $5 says, thoughts on leaving multinational corp after my six month contract ends? I just label it as a contract on my resume. Isn't job hopping acceptable now for young techies? Yeah, especially if you're a contractor. Yeah, they understand that. It's becoming yeah. a gig economy. Yeah, you so. just see you six work six month contract and they know, oh yeah, it was a contract and then the tr- contract ended. Yeah. Um I'd I'd put contractor and the place you work, you know, throw some names around, drop some names. Yeah. Yeah, I don't um, and and God you're probably old enough to remember you gotta work at a place for five years. You can't job all those baby boomers telling us, yeah. oh, how do they know it? Fuck you. You gotta be a slave to my buddy Jim because we just don't want to pay you that much. Oh fuck. Oh god, I hate him so much. Even in grad school getting my MBA, they used to say stuff like that. And it was after the Great Recession, so I knew it was <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Whatever the baby boomers said, you could you could just ignore it. Thank God we got the internet so we all know it now. Yeah. Um all right. Anything else with that or no, that's I it was not that big of a problem. I think he's fine. Okay. Uh so bacon maldito for three dollars and eight cents says super chad blood shekels for amaretto ice cream. Um, yeah, but you guys gotta come out here to get it. Pavarotti. I'd forgotten what that was called. That really was good. Paparotti was, yeah, chocolate chunks. Not chocolate chips. Chocolate chunks. With banana. With banana and caramel and cinnamon. It really was Ice great. Cream. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. It's, uh... um, we're totally caught up. Were there, were, was there any more asshole consulting? Or? We could. Uh, I mean, they're not related to accounting. Um, it's your call. I don't have any place to be. So yeah, but the GF is probably going to get back here pretty soon. I kind of want to play video games and I already, already did a podcast earlier today. Um, although you know, what's nice. What's that? The, the GF. So she's going to go see Matt Baldoni perform, right? Yeah. And 
Matt, Matt is like, you don't want to see me perform. I'm like, no, I've seen you four fucking times. I don't want to hear staying alive again for the eighth time. So he understands. But, oh, cut out again. Mm. Uh, uh, Can you guys hear Clary? So you were cutting out really bad a second ago. Are you still there? Man, I think he's going to have to leave again. I'll text him. See if he comes back. He's you guys can't hear him, right? Like he's totally gone. Yeah, it looks like it. Um uh, you're back, you're back. Can you hear? I heard him sneeze. Hey. Can you hear us? Um, I, I don't know what happened. So I would like to sing, but every time I try, people are like, no. Hello. Hello. Somebody tell me what to sing. Oh, he says he's getting back on. He just texted me. Yeah, people don't want me to sing. That's okay. Um, Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? Rebecca Flack Friday. <laughs> Talk about a one-hit wonder. <laughs> Question, Chad, if you weren't an accountant, what would you do? I think I would um I think Am I would oh, are you back? <sighs> Fucking never buy Mediacom, man. Never get media. Yeah, I was gonna say, like you caught you you really got cut out there. Um what where'd I get cut off? Uh so let me see, I'll scroll up. I think you were talking about Let's see. Oh, you were talking about so you got ice cream with Baldoni, and then I think that was it. Um, Basically, I got the place to myself. The GF is going to see Baldoni perform uh, among with some other friends of Matt. Matt doesn't care if I see because I've seen him like four or five times now. I don't need to see the Bee Gees again. The Australian Bee Gees is out. The Australian Bee Gees, yeah, nice. They're tribute band. They're they're the premier tribute band in the world to the beat. That's where they play on the strip at Vegas, and then they tour. They come out. I wonder if they're going to come to Chicago. I'd go see. Belgium. They probably. They. I'm sure they do. I mean, Chicago's a big market. I'm sure they've been there before. Um, they try not to flood any one individual market too much. You know, you can't can have too many people. Yeah. Um, but he's playing locally, so everyone's going to go see him. And he's like, "You want to? You want tickets?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "Yeah, I don't play." I'm like, "Okay." So I'm going to just play video games. Well, the GF is gone. And then uh, tomorrow, the GF goes, hangs out with her family for the day. And it's going to be cold and rainy, even snowing. Same and, here. Uh, yeah. And I'm just going to play video games. That's it. I'm like, yep, that game. Have fun. Bye. Go go say hi to mom. Go say cool. Hi. I'll be watching the sports balls. <laughs> Are you actually going to watch the sports balls? 
Uh, so a couple of my good friends are really into the the sports stick hockey playoffs right now. Uh-huh. So I'm just like, hey, if you want to hang out, I'll watch it with you. It's Wait, mainly just to hang going- out. You're doing that to hang out with the friends, not to watch the the. Yeah, I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't sit at home and do this, you know. Right. Right. Good. Good. All right. Very well. No more super chats. We're no, we go. actually we have a oh. few more super chats. <laughs> Poor us, right? You sound right. so disappointed. Well, um, God, we have three more. Okay, uh, Nano Joe for two dollars and sixty nine cents is asking you because I have no idea. Will Bitcoin become the new world reserve currency? Maybe not Bitcoin, but I do believe that cryptocurrency, specifically the uh, uh, blockchain technology, and but the the ledger aspects of it, I think that one cryptocurrency is, I think, in the future, maybe within our lifetimes, I think that will become the new world's reserve currency. Uh, the problem is going to have to be fiat in a sort that all governments and all people are just going to say, this is the currency we agree upon. And there's not going to be others because it's not that Bitcoin isn't uh, authentic or legitimate in terms of a blockchain technology or cryptocurrency. But there are what? The last time I checked, there was 1,500 other cryptocurrencies. And right now, I won't lie to you, using cryptocurrency is a royal pain in the ass. It is a fucking pain in the ass. Um, So I am not – it's not going to be today or tomorrow, even within a decade. Uh, But I think – I know this may sound interesting, or but I think – Governments will still have their individual currencies, but they will say, yeah, we do accept, you know, we're all going to agree on this. We accept this one type of cryptocurrency, which will give it uh, intrinsic value because of the accounting methods and the, uh, or the accounting benefits, the ledger benefits and the uh, security benefits that come with it. But we'll see. I'm, I'm no cryptocurrency expert. I understand how it works. Uh, but until, until it's, goes beyond being a masturbation toy for cryptocurrency geeks and and super high IQ people or econ geeks like me before once it goes beyond a hobby uh then I think I'll have uh, some legs but uh I don't know if it'll be bitcoin or what but I do believe that technology uh will play a role in our future do you think it'll happen within our lifetimes or probably maybe mm-hmm. maybe um we're, I think we will see the collapse of colleges in mm. our lifetime before we see this. I hope so. Yeah, no, I hope so too. I hope so too. Um, but but uh, that's that's uh, that's well. Uh, that's that's a decade and in change into the future, as is uh, a cryptocurrency becoming our default currency. Right. Uh, well, for a dollar ninety nine, Fernando Covet asks, or no, he's just saying. By the way, check out the tech lead on YouTube. It's a blast. Probably a program or a channel he wants oh, us to look okay. at. Yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah. Um, okay. And then Bacon Maldito. <laughs> Bacon's <laughs> going to keep us here forever. Oh, this is while you were, when you got dropped and while you're getting back on. Yeah. For $2.23, he wanted me to sing Friday by Rebecca Black since Cappy is gone. Do you know that song? It's the most terrible, catchy, one-hit wonder ever. Friday, Rebecca Black. Is this a 70s song too? No, no. This came out five or ten years ago. It's a terrible song. It's like Friday, Friday, and it, it was popular for like six weeks. <clears throat> Hang like on, I- let me. Friday, Rebecca Black. Let me play this. Friday, song by Rebecca Black. Just awful. Hang on, let me listen to the... 
Oh, this looks horrible. It's terrible. The video is even worse. High school girl crap. Yeah. Did it say what year that came out on there? This is why I hate humanity. This is why I'm okay <laughs> if the United States collapses. The fact this has 131 million views, and it's just a bunch of basic bitch teenagers singing. And you know what? She's She is more wealthy than you and I will she is ever more, be. She is more... She's more wealthy. Yes. Hey, Cardi B. I thought song. I looked up Cardi B. I've, I know who Cardi B is now, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I, I have no <clears throat> loyalty to this country whatsoever. None. None. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm actually thinking, you know, a Muslim invasion might be good. I, I'm not kidding. Like I'm thinking like if the Muslims took over, because what society am I going to get along better in a traditional patriarchal society where if, if they could be just, all right, we'll let you live. You, you don't, you don't try and overthrow us. You could drive your cars, Aaron and hike, you know, we will let you be, but uh, we're a theocracy now. And okay. You can't have this type of food on that day, uh, but pretty much everything else is ready to go. And uh, I'd be like, okay, but all that shitty ass pop music and rap, TV reality shows and most of Hollywood is gone. And it'll be like, yes. I'm like, okay, tell me more. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> I'm, it's that bad that the society has become that degenerate, not necessarily degenerate, but that's popular. This low grade shit. I'm kind of like, tell me more about your, you know, now almost 2000 year old customs. I, I I'm not, not against it so far. Maybe, maybe, uh, Maybe we could just bow down to Mecca five times a day and I don't ever have to hear that. You know, here's another per okay, here here's where the Muslims could sell me. They'd have an immediate convert. Okay. Here's how Cappy becomes a Muslim. I'm not, but th this is just how I is if they come in and say part of our theocracy, part of our dictatorship, is that not only will we eliminate the TV and radio ads that are blasted in your face while you're trying to pump gas from the gas. You know how they got that now? Yeah. Where <clears throat> they yell music and pop culture and some fake. Not only will we eliminate that, we will hunt down everyone who came up with that idea and participated in it and kill them. Boom. Where's Mecca? They up East is that way. I'm bowing. Yep. You got, you sold me. There we go. Won't eat pork on Tuesdays or whatever the rule is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, somebody put Muslim Cappy in Echo Brown. Muslim Cappy. <laughs> that was bacon, actually. I'd be, be very conflicted, very conflicted. <laughs> All right, we clear to go? It looks like it, yeah, I think we're good. Sweet. All right, many, many, many thanks for everybody's super chats. Yeah, uh, really, thanks. That's yeah. huge, huge, some of these. Really appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Joe and Arcady, that was very generous of you. We'll make sure the money is very well spent on beer for you and... Hookers and blow. Hookers no, I'm blow. Kidding. I'm just gonna get. I'm actually probably just gonna get me a sandwich. Right, what I'm gonna do? Um, I'm doing that right now. Literally, when we get off, I'm getting a sandwich. <laughs> you know what? It, it basically went to pay for my used Xbox One that I got. Oh yeah, that was a huge subsidy for my Xbox One. Is basically what we got, which I'm fine with. But. All right. Well, thanks, Chad, for coming on the air. Um, we gotta tally this up. I gotta send you your money, and uh, everybody, check out. Uh, all the different books that I write, you can go to amazon.com, search Aaron Claire, you'll find that there. Always have questions, go to assholeconsulting.com. And any kind of CPA accounting questions that you got, 
Where can they go, Chad? They can go to elkinscpa.com or you can go on Amazon and look for our uh, Elkins Comprehensive Tax Guide that my dad and I write each year. Cool. All right. Well, thank you much, and we'll see you guys later. Chad, would you take us out appropriately? Toodles.